everything pulled up here and I am ready. Oh, it doesn't count down anymore and just goes right away. Oh. Uh, I'll cut this first part out. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes. Hello. Hi. Uh, it has been a week, you know, lots of weird shit happened. Uh, it's something else. Uh, yeah, a lot of odd, odd things happened. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm ready to get into it, though. I don't know okay. If I yeah, I'm ready. So, it's weird. Now I can't see you because we're using the classic. So. I know that is true. That is true. It's- I I guess I'll try it again next week and see if it works better. I don't this this audio recording thing. When they went to the new recording setup, it did not take it well. Our internets. So, I don't know. which I mean, we both have pretty good internet. Yeah, we do, and we had never had an issue connecting before, so that that's why it seems extra weird. Yes, um, I I wonder if it's just the video is too good; it can't handle it. Which I mean, we could just lower that down. I mean, they don't need to have it the highest. Which I mean, neither of us have like high end webcams, anyways. No, but that's I don't know that we can change the settings for that unless we're oh, recording I, it. So I I don't think we can. So yeah, I'd have to check. Um, but anyways, uh, we'll get right into the news here. Um, the, the Epic launcher is getting achievements. Finally, it like sort of had them before in certain games. If the developers added like special developer achievements, mm-hmm. um, but now it's like every other thing where like each achievement type is worth certain scores and, uh, you level up or some shit i don't know but it will be in every most games going forwards i don't know that all of the ones that are on there now have to have it but i would assume they will all just import their steam achievements or their playstation slash xbox you know yeah like the few they listed specifically were hades and a couple other things that i don't remember Uh, but i'm pretty sure hades already has achievements now anyways so i you know i don't know yeah, um, it's it's kind of like um, on the Nintendo, uh, the 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 new Pokemon Snap. It basically has those. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you could you could realistically see them like implementing like a an achievement system in that game type of thing, you know. But it's it's not tied to like the system. It's just in the game. So yeah. Uh, so that that is whatever. Um, but yeah. the thing that really got me, man, I. I did. I, you know, good for people who wanted Sora in uh, Smash. I did not. And uh, here he is. He's here mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Smash. Um, I guess it's kind of cool because, like, the concept of Kingdom Hearts is Sora is visiting all these different worlds with different Disney characters and stuff. So, one of the worlds he visited, in theory, could have been Super Smash World. Sure. Uh, and like I, the intro cinematic that they did for him was like very well done, just like all the other ones. I mean, like, I just don't think that Sora is like a very interesting character. Um, I think most of the other characters in Kingdom Hearts are a lot more interesting from like a personality perspective. But like, I don't know. I He seems really super floaty and he actually looks like sort of fun to play. Um, it's just I, I would have preferred another character. But I mean that, you know. I could have said that for all of them yes, other yes. than like Terry Bogard, but like, yeah, I don't know. And now it's over and it just feels mm-hmm. like really strange that there will like not be another smash DLC announcement until they like 
are on the Switch 2 or something and announce a new Smash where they probably will drastically cut the roster and try to make it something different. I, you know, I was going to, uh, I wanted to transition into that and just kind of mm-hmm. say that, like, what I want to see from this franchise as someone who's not a fan of it, I will definitely admit that, is I want a whole new team, at least a new director at the top. Someone to just bring in some new, fresh ideas. Ideally, someone who's been playing Super Smash Brothers, like I like a true fan from the beginning, and it has been wanting to like implement these changes. Maybe, maybe they would go back to like more of a melee type thing. Maybe they would try to make it like a family, quote unquote, family friendly party game, and would try to be a little bit more, you know, serious with it. You know, something different. I think that the franchise need needs something different. You know, uh. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to do that, but like, yes, they should. I don't know that they should because like ultimate has sold the most copies out of any of the out of any of them, period. Sure. And part of that is just because of the platform it's on, though, as well. I mean, yeah, but still, I just I don't know that people are looking for something different out of Smash, as I will talk about later when I talk about Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. But like I. I, I guess I, I maybe I'm thinking of it more from the competitive scene type of thing. Yeah, I mean, the, I I also don't think the competitive scene wants anything different. Like that's oh. that's what I feel like is a it's a weird stagnation thing, in my opinion. But okay. like I do, I agree with you. I would like to see uh, new people take a crack at it and have it be something that's very different. Because we're talking um, about this is technically the fifth one, although like technically it's there's very little difference from the wii u yeah i mean it is like slightly faster but that's really just like a slight speed increase and there are some other characters that they added which i i do think it is really cool like to me it is like a very cool celebration of games and i you know i am butthurt that a character i didn't really care for got in but like that's it's fun i mean i will yeah, Minecraft Steve as well. He's fun to play, though. I bet Sora no, will be yeah. fun to play, too. And, like, I have not played Sephiroth or Kazuya, um, but I bet Kazuya is super cool. So it, it's neat, and I I get it, but it's also, like, a weird bittersweet thing because now Sakurai can go lay in his coffin and, like, just rest and be rested. Did you... Oh, it sounded like you left and died. Uh, no, I Oliver was staring out the window barking so i muted my mic for oh okay okay so i didn't think yeah. the our listeners needed to hear me yell at my dog no that that is fair um so yes yeah, smash it was interesting and they had a whole 40 minute presentation and they added the last bit of uh me fighter costumes the doom slayer was one of them yeah i saw that, uh, that that's, i love that me costume it made me laugh yeah. really hard and the rest of the me costumes were like splatoon characters but the the doom slayer i really liked i thought that was a good one is there any chance they're gonna now bring over at least one song from doom that i don't know usually they say that in the thing like when sans uh came out it said that like oh this comes with his song megalovania mm. i did not see that for doom i wish I, I hope so but i wonder know, if it's know. like weird licensing issue now it could be and like mick gordon hates bethesda well that's what i mean like the... they don't have the best relationship with like the person who made the music so mm-hmm. it might be a weird licensing thing now yeah it could be 
Um, continuing the smash like train here, uh, Nickelodeon all stars brawl came out. I'll talk about that much more later. Uh, but data miners immediately mined the data and they found that Garfield and shredder from the Ninja Turtles are almost certainly the first two like free DLC characters. Uh, Garfield stage is actually like fully complete and you like the platform is, uh, pan of lasagna and the two platforms are pizzas uh so there's there's that um and garfield there are like files and things referring to garfield and like he has like a the fighters all have like an intro picture and he has one of those so does shredder and they found all the voice lines um but the thing that i thought was really interesting was like they recorded the announcer saying the name of like every nickelodeon character that has ever existed uh, at first, they thought it was like only eight, and it was oh, fuck, Plankton, Squidward, Mister Krabs, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life, Tommy Pickles from Rugrats, uh, a bad guy from Danny Phantom, Vlad something, uh, Prince Zuko from Avatar, and I cannot. There was one more, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, but yeah, it was very strange. Like there were a lot of them and people were like, oh, maybe these are like the first and or second seasons of DLC. But then a couple hours later, people were like, no, there's like dozens and dozens of these. There's ones for like Donatello um, and like every other Ninja Turtle related character and like every character mm-hmm. from SpongeBob and every character from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, Jimmy Neutron was the other one. Oh, okay. uh, all the fairly odd parents characters and stuff. So it must have been one of those things where they were just like, while we have this guy here <laughs> we should have him say the names of every character that we would in theory ever want and then like if licensing doesn't work out it doesn't work out or whatever uh or if we can't get them it doesn't work out but yeah there's there are so many announcer files and like it's interesting because it doesn't have any items or anything like smash does but someone was able to mod the unfinished items into the game and there were like probably about like 15, 20 items. And they all seem like kind of cool. And like most of them were Nickelodeon themed. So I wonder if that's something that they will end up putting in, in a future patch. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It was very interesting. Like there was a lot of stuff in those files that people were able to look at. And I thought it was pretty interesting, but to me, Garfield is the ultimate DLC character, man. What if Garfield was in smash instead of Sora? I would love that. Uh, but Garfield is super fun. And I said, I wanted shredder in the first place just because the game weirdly has like no bad guys in it. Like no bad character. Like it doesn't have villains, villains at all. Like plankton isn't there. The crimson chin isn't there or anything like that. So shredder will be the first like villain character. I don't think the crimson chin is a villain. He's not. Oh, he's not. That's true. You're correct. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess I guess most Nickelodeon shows don't even have villains, I guess, is the is what I am thinking of now. Like, uh, yeah. Like Jimmy Neutron. Like who's like, I guess they have those aliens from the movie. Yeah, I guess. And then like in Rocco's Modern Life, there's not really anyone. And same thing with like Rugrats, I guess Angelica. Yeah, Angelica is <laughs> definitely meant to be like a quote unquote villain. Uh, but yeah, most of them do. I mean, Plankton for sure is a is a villain character. He's a and lovable then, villain. You know, though. SpongeBob has a SpongeBob has enough villain characters to fill all the roles. Uh, yeah, that pirate, the ghost yeah, pirate, exactly. Um, he, why isn't he in the game? Why isn't he? In the, his ship is in the game. <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. 
uh mr krabs could be seen as a villain <laughs> squidward even <laughs> mm, squidward should be the main character i agree i are all squidward so that's what when the original eight voice lines were found, people were upset because there were three SpongeBob characters and mm. Mr. Krabs, Squidward and Plankton. But like right. I I would have loved Squidward and even Mr. Krabs and well, probably Plankton. Be, Squidward would be interesting with like all the tentacles. He could have like some range yeah. attacks and stuff. One of the items was a, a clarinet. <laughs> awesome. So that's why I really want the items to be added. <laughs> Just beat the shit out of someone with like, Squidward's clarinet. What about just assist trophies? Yeah, even even just assist trophies. Like the, I thought about that. Maybe that's why there are so many like announcement things. Like maybe they're gonna add like a weird like the characters as assists. Right, right. That you like choose on the menu and then it says their name or whatever. Which the nice thing about the games today is like this stuff can get patched. Like they can just kind of yeah, like release sure. this as is, and they're like, well, if this if this really takes off, we can keep adding to it, type of thing. And mm-hmm. like, and it, this could just be a platform that they build on for the next five years. I mean, who knows where this game's going to go? No, I mean, yeah, it would it, it would all be contingent on Nickelodeon, but then also sales. So yeah, and I mean, it like could run on a toaster. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just thought that was cool. The yeah. the data mining stuff. Um, so that's all, that's all I got for that. I'll talk about it a lot more later because I have many feelings on it. But awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, this next one I put. Actually, I put the next two. Uh, Ubisoft has officially announced Ghost Recon Frontline, Frontline, which is a new battle royale shooter. Um, that's that's all we need to discuss, man. <laughs> I mean that's true. Yeah, I. I mean, like, I, it makes sense. Like, yeah, good I, for them, I guess. I, I to me too little too late like are, are like i guess i guess fortnite's still popular i just don't hear people playing like battle royales like they were you know three four years ago yeah i mean people play like warzone a lot and stuff oh so. that's true but that's also call of duty yeah 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 so like in call of duty's always got like you know is always going to be you know like a contender or this it's just gonna be another like third person i i assume because Ghost Recon games are typically third person. Oh yeah. So it's like I I, don't, I just don't know if this is going to carve out any space at this point. Because I, I assume most people have pretty much found their battle royale if they're playing one and sticking to it. Because mm-hmm. there's also what um, not Titanfall. Uh, Apex Legends. Apex, yeah. Which I yeah. think that one's. I assume that one's doing well as well. Yeah, Apex does very well for for them. So it, it's just going to be hard to really kind of fa- find an audience. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they, now that we're talking, didn't they already do a Battle Royale? Ubisoft? Yes, because it was all like, it was very arcadey and very floaty and there was a lot of like jumping. Mm, oh, yes. What the fuck was that called? My brother played the beta and really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I heard good Hyper- things about it. Hyperscape? Yeah, so, maybe, let me google it quickly hyperscape yeah hyperscape. it is hyperscape is this did this not come out uh july 12 2020 i okay it was a first person shooter but like once again i mean like i mean at that point you're going directly going up against apex and call of duty so yeah and like 
split gate also has been like coming back up recently even though i don't know i never know if games are out anymore like mm. split gate i think the first like early access stuff was in 2019 but i don't know like for some reason people have been talking about it more recently and i don't fucking know so i it's very weird but right. i yes there the ubisoft did make a battle royale you are correct i totally forgot about that yeah I, as we were discussing it it kind of popped in my head and i was like wait a minute which it, by all counts, it was a good game, but you know. Yeah, no, it was like really fast and seemed really cool. I don't, I don't know what happened to it. I feel like I stopped hearing about it altogether. So maybe I, it really fell off. I don't know. Well, and that's kind of. It just seems like they either take off huge or they just they just fall flat. Mm-hmm. Which it's it's the same with like I feel like MMOs. That's true as well. Yeah. Uh, especially, I don't know if we you really see a lot of new MMOs now, but like. Right, like probably like five, six years after um, uh, World of Warcraft came out, it seemed like there were a lot where people were trying to like top World of Warcraft and then nobody ever could even touch it. So, where now I guess like, there's at least what Final Fantasy, yeah, and Amazon's new MMO, well, new old MMO because sure. the betas have been going on for a long time, but people seem to really be enjoying new worlds. So. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, um, good luck to Ubisoft with that. I would. <laughs> uh, this next one, I I didn't see it posted anywhere, but I got an email about it. Uh, I did see a couple sites write articles about this. Okay, so I'm just going to read what the email says. Oh, okay. Uh, so, As you've recently enjoyed playing on PlayStation 3 or Vita, we want to let you know about some changes to the way you buy digital PS3 and Vita content. What's changed? Starting October 27, 2021, you can no longer use a credit card or debit card or a payment method such as PayPal to buy digital content or add funds to your wallet when visiting the PlayStation Store on your PS3 or Vita. How to do it now is you have to add funds to... You have to go onto the website and add funds. You can go on your PS4 and add funds, or you can buy, like, cards... Like mm-hmm. PlayStation cards, and their their reasoning is because it's just going to enhance online payment security. I mean, the PS3 was just so insecure, maybe. I mean, it was. It got hacked and was down for months. I, that's true. It wasn't <laughs> weeks. It was like down a month. It felt like so long. Oh yes, but uh, yeah, that was back in what 2011? 10 years. Yeah, ago? and I would bet that Sony didn't really improve the security much since then. Yeah, but I, I, it's, it was always the same store as the PS4, wasn't it? Uh, no, the PS4 store is was is largely different. Okay, uh, it just seems weird to do this, doesn't it? Uh, no, because they wanted to shut those stores down in the first right, place. Right, right. Uh, I meant just this is a, their like way to kind of just throttle. I assume purchases with yeah, like no one is who isn't like a diehard crazy person is going to jump through all these hoops to play right. this. But like, I also still believe that like, while I do think it's dumb that they were going to shut down those stores, like realistically who is even buying content on those stores anymore anyway. Uh, I have, but that's because I bought a PS3 and like. Well, exactly, but like, uh, I'm I'm a weird. I I will admit, I'm like just like this weird outcast. Like I, I'm normal people are not playing on their PS3s anymore. Yes, that's Uh, very true. Especially, and normal people are not buying new games on it. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, but 
if if they didn't make such a weird PS3 and they could have had some backwards compatibility, this wouldn't be as big of an issue either. Uh, that is true. But instead, we will never have backwards compatibility for any PS3 related product. So no. tough shit. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, also, it just this is something EA posted. Uh, it seems like they might be thinking about dropping the FIFA name from their franchise what the, what the fuck does that mean i their soccer franchise wouldn't be called fifa it would just be called soccer or football okay i i i yeah i don't i assume like fifa it's getting expensive to have that name but i assume they have to have that license to license the player i guess i don't know how uh, the well, players association stuff works for soccer yeah yeah i mean like i know for like you know hockey and at least for like the united states stuff like there's the players association and then there's the the league so you have to get both yeah uh where like but fifa is also weird the franchise is weird because it's got like i don't a bunch of different leagues yeah so i don't know if that's all under the fifa umbrella i don't really know what fifa is to be honest i'm saying as an organization not as like franchise like i don't does that encompass like all soccer leagues or is that just like a specific soccer league i have no idea you're i i extra don't know so <laughs> we are not the uh the, the football fans or soccer nope fans, definitely so. not i mean i like anime soccer and i know that's not incorporated in the fifa mm. stuff so maybe that would bring some new people in that's true i mean i would be very excited to watch but I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. No. What they need to do here, it, it here's how you make soccer more exciting, Manny. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, you need to shrink the field. It's too big. It get, things get spread out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, secondly, you take it from grass and add ice. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you take the soccer ball and you put a, you change it to a little rubber uh, like disc type thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're getting more interesting, right? I mean, I was personally thinking, what if we shrunk the field down uh-huh. and we used cars, <laughs> small cars to like, hit like the little go karts? Yeah, like little little go kart type cars to to hit the ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. That would actually be a lot of fun. Yes, I agree. But you need to make the ball bigger. You would, uh, yes, the ball would have to be huge. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we should try this in my backyard. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> we just need to spend like thousands of dollars on go parts <laughs> yeah okay uh-huh. i mean uh-huh. i'm in though that would be super fun and let's just not drive into the river that's that's our goal yeah that's the number one goal is to not drive into the river uh, uh anyway uh so yeah that i just i don't know if this is just like ea posturing and they're just trying to like force fifa's hand or something because I assume FIFA, like the the organization, makes a lot of money from selling the rights. Because like FIFA is uh, EA's most uh, you know profitable game, so I'm sure it, it's very beneficial to FIFA to have the, their name on the, the the game as well. So I would be shocked if they dropped the name. I'm just they posted it on their own website. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, the next one here sucked. 
uh, Twitch was hacked, but not in like the normal way that websites get hacked where, you know, just like some data gets out there and like maybe you should change your password. No, the whole fucking website, source code and all, all payment data, every single goddamn thing Twitch has to offer. Uh, which also, because of the source code, includes Amazon APIs because it is uh, mm. tied into Prime Gaming. So, like, maybe they were able to get some stuff from Amazon as well. The shit is crazy. It was a 123 gigabyte file that some uh, streamers were able to corroborate was only like two weeks ago because of their sub counts at that time. Um and so in case you have a Twitch account and you have not yet, you should change your password. And if you use that same password anywhere else, you should also change that because uh, it's out there. Um, and if you, you know, I, I changed my password. I put two factor authentication on there. Uh, I, for some reason, had recently changed the same password as my email because I'm a moron and I couldn't keep remembering it. So then I had to change my email password. Uh, and like they even would have had access to everyone's stream keys. So you would have been able to stream as anyone, but Twitch luckily had the foresight to change everyone's stream keys. So like, if you are someone who streams, but not very often, make sure that you get your new stream key and put it into OBS or whatever you use. Uh, cause you would not be able to stream otherwise. Uh, and this shit's crazy. And like people started getting wild about like the the data was released for like how much Twitch is paying out to its like top people. Uh, and I think that's funny because most of those people just have their sub count right there on the screen at all times. Right. But people, people were like still surprised by it. Like a couple months ago, Hassan bought a house and people like lost their mind about that because he's like about socialism and whatever. And he's like, well, it, being a socialist doesn't mean you can't have a house. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still about taxing the wealthy. And then this came out and they were like, I can't believe how much money Hassan makes. And he's like, dude, my sub number is on my stream. 100% of the time. Like there's nothing new about this. Uh, also like he, socialism doesn't mean I want to be poor. It just means like, Hey, everyone should like pay their fair share. And I assume he's continuing to pay his fair share. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. But people get mad at Hassan yeah, like yeah. every week now, which I think is funny. Uh, and even for like smaller known streamers, the gulf in what they make of the top 100 Twitch streamers is like fucking wild. Mm. Like up near the top is XQC making like almost $800 a month. It's eight hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Oh, and then it, okay. I, okay. That's 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 a very different number. Yeah, and then it like goes down drastically from that. Like even people like Pokemon, who I thought were some of the biggest people on Twitch, she's only making like two hundred thousand dollars a month, which is still a lot. A, but a like, month? Yeah, that's, but that's in but in comparison to almost eight hundred thousand dollars a month. Like that's not as much at all. And is that these, like? Do they broker like contracted deals with? So Rich. they do sometimes on the side. So these numbers would have been things from uh, just subs, I believe. Okay. So that doesn't count like sponsors these people get and right, things right. like that. Well, and uh, donations. And donations, which, yeah, that's why Pokimane had turned off her donations because she was getting so much and she felt like really guilty about it or something. Mm. But a lot of streamers, yes, like XQC gets donated to constantly all day, every day. So like dude is a fucking multimillionaire at this point and he 
is a giant tool in my opinion but um yeah i don't know and it's like this so that stuff all is out there for like everyone um and the thing that i thought was really fucked up was they found do not ban lists for top streamers so like it was already evident that like people who make twitch a lot more money than others were getting a lot more leniency on bans and stuff like that right uh, but this uh, is that is for sure true. And there are like lists of who you should not ban uh, for doing bad shit that you shouldn't be doing. So that's kind of scummy. Uh, I, it's not surprising. No, it's not surprising. Um, and what I thought was really fucked up about this was a bunch of articles came out about it where people talk to Twitch employees. And I guess a lot of people had been worried about the security and things for a really long time and would bring it up to like management or like higher ups. And they would say like, Oh, well fixing that's not like going to make us money. So who gives a shit type stuff. And so it's like, this was pretty much inevitable from what those people were saying. And uh, the group who leaked it had a whole weird hacker message. Like they always do about how they're doing this to like prove how toxic Twitch is and blah, blah, blah. And I, some, sometimes I get that kind of stuff, but like also dude, you're leaking like the personal information of a lot of these people. I think there's a, if you want to do that, that's fine. But like, Stay away from like, you know, personal records, stay away from like credit cards, uh, personal passwords, like, like you can send a message and hack and, and and still not like fuck with the, like the normal people in the world, you know? Yeah. And so like, like me, I had a bunch of problems because of this, like turning on two factor authentication and like having my other accounts fuck up and stuff. Like it's a pain in the ass, but I mean, I make sense that I would want to make things more secure. So that's why I did that. But it's just like, I, I never understand that where it's like, Oh yes, everyone who uses this website must suffer. Like dude, fuck off. I don't like whatever you could have done this in a much different way. That was not nearly as destructive to so many people. Right. For me, like I, I have like a, a file on my phone that yeah. I keep track of all my passwords because I have different passwords for every mm. account. And yeah. the Twitch, I was like, I think that's like an old password. Yeah. And I haven't been on Twitch in like three years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't even care. You guys. No, yeah. I I use Twitch all the time. Right, right. And like I stream sometimes. So I changed it. But I was mainly concerned about my fucking Google account out of sure, that. Because sure. like I was like, hell no, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, I, I had to do that last year or two years ago. Because like so I canceled my Netflix account. And then like three days later, I noticed that I had like a $15 Netflix charge. Uh-huh. on my bank and then i went to my email and apparently someone hacked into my account changed my email changed my password hell yeah so then i had to contact netflix which i mean it was a very seamless process of like mm-hmm. i was like hey you can clearly see my emails changed my password has changed and so so they gave me the money back and i was able to get back in there and uh so and then at that point i was like i need to have more secure passwords and different passwords for everything so yeah uh definitely recommend people do that and always turn on to uh two stuff oh yeah if two-factor authentication is available do that i have i use the google authenticator app for a lot of stuff now too so that's an extra step to go through Um, Uh, um yeah the nintendo uses that yeah i have i have my nintendo account and a couple others on there yeah disc and epic i believe they also use the google authenticator 
Yep. I think those are the three that I have. So I'm guessing Twitch also uses it. Yeah, Twitch can use it if you wanted to. Mm. Um, so a lot yeah. of them, I just have them like just text me. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest for me, but whatever. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that that is weird and a mm-hmm. crazy thing that happened. 123 gigs of data, man. That's a lot of text data. That is insane. That's an, uh, that's an absurd amount. But I mean, Twitch uh, is huge. So Twitch is huge, and yeah, they're owned by Amazon. So like, I mean, right. whatever. Uh, and then the final thing I put on here, we had talked about this a trillion times, the GTA trilogy of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Uh, we're getting remasters later this year. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's called GTA Trilogy, the definitive edition. Rockstar put out a 30-second teaser that is nothing, uh, but it says it's coming soon, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah exactly uh which they do apparently mean this year because they like clarified that the mobile versions would not come out until 2022 who's oh that sounds awful oh there are so i those are like some of the highest selling apps on android usually yeah but it can't be good oh it's probably fine i mean it's a ps2 game it, no, I mean, just like moving your character. Oh, with, no, like, that, that's bad. But you can also pair controllers to your phone. Oh, and that's stuff. true. Yeah. That would uh, be. And then it would just basically be like a switch or whatever else, I guess. Yeah. yeah so I the thing even... the thing that I think is kind of cool and interesting is they uh, said that they're delisting the current versions of those games that are out there on all platforms when these come out. And you'll just get the upgrade to this version if you had those already. Oh, interesting. So like on Steam, if people already have these individually or like on the Rockstar launcher or on your phone or whatever. How much you is should... this going to be then? That I don't know. I mean, I will buy whatever this is because I don't own San Andreas on anything other than PS2, which I mm-hmm. someone like took my copy. I don't know where it is. Uh, but yeah, I will. I will buy this. But it seems like one of those things where it's probably going to be like. 10 15 bucks per or like 45 for the whole set or something i don't know i it can't be full price in my opinion it should not at all be full price for it cannot be 60 yeah because i think you can probably get each one for 10 oh so cheap 10 10 or less for sure uh so like i mean like 30 dollars okay sure yeah so 30 dollars for all three i'm saying yeah, and I, I think that's cool. They they claim it has remastered graphics and some slightly reworked mechanics, but they will still hold on to that classic feel. Oh, that's great. Uh, which, you know, I'm good with that because I like San Andreas a lot. So, yeah, that I don't know. That's a thing that is continuing um, to happen. On Steam, it's $10 for GTA 3, so I'm assuming the others are also $10. Yes, yes. I'm not they are look on, up all three. They are on PlayStation as well, I believe. Yes. I, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So those are happening. And mm-hmm. that is the news of the week. Uh, we can move on to what we have been playing, which you have been playing some video games. I guess, yes. I'm trying to get through as many as I can because hockey's going to be starting this week, mm. actually. So it's, okay. It, it, usually I start, I die down in the month of October from playing games because hockey mm-hmm. starts up. So. Uh, but yeah, I finished Kena. Okay. I, Do we have different feelings now? No, it's fine. Uh. <laughs> it, it's just like, I don't know. I found the, the, this is just a weird me thing, but I found the jump really frustrating. Interesting. But I, I find the jump very frustrating in a lot of like platformers. 
Mm. Where I, I don't know, like I just like I can never quite get it down right, and I just miss platforms all the time and stuff. So that just kept happening. Uh, but altogether, it was fine. It I was bored through a lot of it though. <laughs> High praise for Kana. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it took me a little over eight hours, I think, to... I mainlined it. At a certain point, I just stopped... I started skipping the cutscenes and just stopped paying attention and just tried to mainline it as fast as I could, so... I gotcha. Uh, and then I started uh, Resident Evil 5. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I played it. I think it's a good game. I'm not saying it's, like, a great game or anything, but I'm enjoying no. my time with it. Um... I will say Sheva is completely useless. Uh, well, when I played it, I was Sheva, so oh. I was not useless. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> I'd have to talk to the person you played with. That's. I mean, we beat it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna beat it. <laughs> that is true, but yes, I, I, the that game is definitely meant to be played co-op, yes, and I yes. Sheva Sheva's AI is garbage in that game. I, there are times where I'm like, hey Sheva, do you want to just not? stand here and stare at an enemy <laughs> that's like three feet away from you yeah and, uh, just yeah but i've been really kind of trucking my way through this game i'm on i don't know if you remember the the setup but it's like six chapters and it's like five one five two five three. yeah yeah so i i'm on six two which i think the game ends at six three six point three or whatever so like i'm on the boat oh yes the boat classic the boat. yeah they uh, I I gotta say this. Anyone who complained about Resident Evil Village and how it went off the rails and blah blah blah, they need to, people just need to shut up. Because there's oh, literally a literally a moment. It was fucking crazy, dude. I remember yeah. there's the fucking flashback scene where they like flash back to Wesker in that room, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and he's like literally like entering the Matrix. Like he's just uh-huh, fucking yep, like yep. teleporting around and shit. And I was I asked my friend because I was playing with my friend Rob and. <laughs> I was like, you've played more of these than me. When did Wesker like gain superpowers? And he's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know why that's happening. And okay, sure. I was going to point out there's literally a moment when zombies come riding in on motorcycles. Oh, yes. Swinging swinging chains above their heads. And I'm like, what is this game? What is this game? It, uh, the most interesting thing about this, I will say, kind of going back to more of a critical, uh, you know, they were really trying to make this an action game. Oh, yeah, it's very much more action focused than four was for sure. But they never really enhanced the shooting. They sure did not. <laughs> it, it's very interesting to play this for the first time this year and play Dead Space for the first time. They mm-hmm. both came out the same year. Which is shocking. One is like a really well-made action game. The other one was trying to be an action game. And this is this is what I'm I always say this. I the PS3 era Japanese companies had no idea what the fuck was going on and were flailing around wildly. I I was actually going to bring that up. Like this is this is the generation where like they were so innovative up until the PS3. I know, and then when they had to transition to HD, like, the amount of extra resources and time it took, like, they did not figure it out fast enough. Well, not just that, but it's like they didn't pay attention to what was going on in the West either. That also true. Uh, so, like, I... it, But, like, this is very interesting because um, there's a moment, like, around, like, Chapter 5 
where they start like adding in like a cover mechanics where you can kind of like go behind cover mm-hmm. but like you just kind of like you just kind of go behind cover you can't move or anything so it's just like the most half-assed cover <laughs> mechanics I've ever seen in a game but it's also like towards the end so it feels like they're like oh this cover mechanics are popular now we need to add that but we're so far in development I guess we'll just add it towards the end. It just seems like this really weird feature that gets added in at the end and it's it's not well implemented, but like it's fine because like the game even though like it's not very well like the shooting's terrible to be honest, but uh, yeah. it it's also designed around terrible shooting mechanics anyways. Mm-hmm. So like you can just kind of stay back and just kind of shoot enemies and get through it. Yep. Um, so and that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just kind of hanging back. And I, I also had a feeling it was going to feel really bad. So I just kind of put it on the easiest difficulty just so I could kind of get through it and just kind of see what the story is. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I am thinking maybe I'll play it, replay it again uh, now that because like you can just basically take your character that you've been upgrading and all like the weapons and everything and just kind of do another playthrough. So, yeah, I could see myself doing that maybe on normal, but with like all the upgrades and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does does make me want to go back and re- and try four again. Maybe I was just in a bad mood that day because like you can't tell me the the shooting from four to five is that different. Um, see, I can't recall enough because, right. but I also played four on the Wii, so like my experience is mm. much different from very, most people, and the aiming was a lot easier. Right. Uh, I I do. I mean, I just remember five being much more like them trying to make it action oriented. So yes. I guess I I can't say for sure what if it's like drastically improved or whatever i'm sure it is improved i mean they had what like probably four or five years to improve on it yeah Uh, but it it can't be that improved because i'm telling you right now playing dead space and playing this they both came out the same year and dead space is like one of the better shooters i've played Mm. just just of all time i mean like you you can just be so precise with the controller and i was so impressed with that uh but i mean like dead space was also designed for you to like aim at limbs so they had to make sure that was very precise yeah. Although Resident Evil, you want to definitely go for as many headshots as you can. So. That is true. And then, ugh, God, okay. We don't have to get into the headshots in Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, so, nope, I, I am playing through Resident Evil 5, and I'm enjoying my time with it. So I'm almost done. I probably have less than two hours left. So Yes. Uh, the next game I'm playing is a game called Syndicate. Is it EA's Syndicate? Yes. The reboot of Syndicate? The Starbreeze. Yes, I've always wanted to play this. I can lend you my copy, but it's on uh, Xbox. Oh, shit. I'm uh, <laughs> well, you could bring out your Xbox One. I could, but I think it would be easier for me to buy it on PC, probably. Probably. Uh, I think the most interesting thing about this game, I mean, it, it just, just so people, if you're not aware, it's a first-person shooter campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, um, it's set in like the, I don't want to say far future, but it's definitely set like maybe, I think it was like 2069, which I was like, that's weird tonally to pick that year. Like, that's not a coincidence that they picked that year. Uh, I mean, probably not, but also that sounds like a very future year. It, It does, but I mean, you could pick 2070 and it would also set the same, you know, it would be like, oh, this is far in the future, but like picking 2069 just was like, hey, that would be really funny if we picked 2069 type of thing. And like the rest of the game is totally not like that at all. So it's just kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
Uh, so it, it's just a first person shooter campaign with that. And you're just kind of like, you, it's all about like hacking. Yeah. You got to hack like, the minds of your enemies. Yes. Uh, uh, which that's all fun. But I, to me, the most interesting thing is like seeing, like playing this and being like, Oh, I see the roots of how they went from this to, um, Wolfenstein. Oh yeah. Uh, it, now it's a different developer cause it's Starbreeze. And then uh, like Wolfenstein is uh, machine games, yeah. but a lot of like a few of the, like, the higher ups left Starbreeze and created machine games, mm-hmm. and like they feel very similar the games. So like I'm like okay, I can definitely see where they went from like you know Syndicate to machine games. So uh, it 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 definitely plays like you know like Wolfenstein. So, I mean, if you like the Wolfenstein games, I would definitely recommend checking out syndicate. Uh, this, it seems like it's a very short campaign. Yeah. I think it's very short. I think it's like, uh, cause like I, I've been, I played a lot of Kena and resident evil. So this one, I've maybe only put about four hours, but like, I'm, I think I'm almost done with it. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's like five, six hours tops, which as far as I understand, this was a huge critical, like it, it like reviewed very well. And or then reviewed it, fairly sales, well. Sales, sales bombed. It yes. did sold nothing, which it like basically destroyed that that company. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like they had to like I, I people left, and then they they kind of had to refocus and just kind of make smaller games after that. They they just never fully recovered. Mm-hmm. But no, Syndicate's great. Uh, definitely yeah. re- would recommend checking that out. I don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, it's a it's a first person shooter campaign. Uh, the one weird thing is, as I said, I'm like towards the end and it has this whole like skill tree that you like, there are specific things you have to do to kind of like get like skills and they're like very narrative. It's not like you unlock them. They're like, it, it just kind of happens in the story. Mm-hmm. I think there's like 18 skill, like in the skill tree, there are like 18 things to unlock and I've only unlocked maybe six. So like, it's a, like it's, there's this like whole skill tree and I don't even think I'm going to like even unlock half of it so i don't know if this game is like meant to be replayed over and over again or what but i just think it's really weird to have like this very in-depth skill tree and i don't even really get to take advantage of it i don't know i find that very odd uh and then lastly i picked up far cry 6 on thursday yeah what's his face esposito uh john carlo is john carlo esposito yeah he's there i've seen that ad on twitch like 400 times mm-hmm. there i mean ubisoft's pushing it which I they mean, are and he's a good actor so i'm yeah. sure yeah. I, well and the other thing is like how many times have we complained that like uh sony doesn't like advertise their games very well like, oh yeah it, this is very different i mean yes, far cry yes. 6 has been everywhere so yes so i mean like you know advertise it you know if, they, if they're going to put the money into it. And like, this is really Ubisoft's big game this year, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm only like two hours in. Um, I opened up the map at one point and I'm on this little tiny island. And then like a little uh, and then there's like a much bigger island a little bit further off. So it seems like I'm still just kind of running around the tutorial island, which you. is what I said. I gotcha. Oh, OK. Yeah. Which has been kind of like the new thing Ubisoft's been doing. Like they did that with like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where you start out on like a little <clears throat> little island and then you kind of like go to the the actual game, which I don't mind because like it ends up like it, it's a good way to kind of like teach you how the game works without like bom- it doesn't like bombard you with everything. But then also like it's a much better way to do a tutorial system. 
where you're still just kind of like running around doing like open world things, uh, but you know, you're not from bombarded. The exciting thing, Manny, is I haven't climbed a single tower. Oh shit. Yes. Wow. So, uh-huh. Drastically changing the formula. I see. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's, I, it's not even a Ubisoft open world. <laughs> Uh, so, like, the way they kind of been divvying out, like, side quests and stuff is just, like, they'll be, like, as you're wanting, running through the world, you'll see someone with, like, an exclamation mark above their head or whatever. You talk to them, and then they're, like, hey, I heard about this one thing. You should go check it out. And then they just kind of, like, and then it, like, populates the thing right on your map. But, I mean, it makes it feel a little bit more natural than, like, I climbed this tower, and now I can see everything around me. <laughs> Which I'm not complaining. I, I don't mind that. You hate it. I don't mind yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no. I mean, other than that, I mean, it feels like Far Cry. It's an open world first person shooter. I don't. Yeah. Jeff Grubb got kind of like attacked on Twitter for his views on this product. So. Oh, did he not like it? <laughs> I mean, he. Yes and no. He equated it to the video game equivalent of junk food where mm. it tastes good, but is hollow and meaningless. Sure. Uh and <laughs> people were like, what the fuck? I ever love Far Cry. And he was like, look, I also love Doritos, but not when they're $60. Okay. So I was just like, damn, Jeff, going in hard. <laughs> He's, yeah, and that's him. Like, that's, and, and yeah. that's a completely fair opinion. I mean, no, I'm and it's, it's, on. yeah, it's not like he's wrong, but like, I, right, right. I enjoy junk food. I get it. You know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, you have played a lot of just really bad games and stuff. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Them, yeah so like, like, I, I totally get it. But I, I, two hours in, I'm not like willing to really like cast any huge judgment. No, no, I bet that it is actually. I it's probably like a pretty good Far Cry game. You know what I mean? Like if people really like that, and Ubisoft makes mm-hmm. those games and supports them for a long time. Like I bet it's, I bet it's fine. I mean, it's reviewing at like mid seventies, high eighties. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like it's not like it's like a bad game or anything. It's just, I yeah, they they make games that I think feel very similar. I, I, I don't. I would disagree there. I, I, I it's weird to say because, like, I can see where you're saying they feel similar, but at the same time, like, the combat's so different, and that's from kind of. But like from Far Cry Five, I, I, are you saying like from Far Cry like three, four, five? Yeah, six? like I three, four, five, and six have all looked very similar okay. in terms of what yes. they are. Okay, yes. You're, if you're saying like the Far Cry franchise. No, I, I don't mean all like, Ubisoft games. Yes, I mean, yes. yeah, the combat is different. Like they have the same like guiding principles on like yes. side content, things like that. But yeah, the combat systems are vastly different. Um, and that's what really kind of like, like, yes, the core concept of like big open world and going from yeah, like yeah, Far Cry yeah. to, to Assassin's Creed. That's similar. But like one, like you're using like swords and you're stabbing people. The other one, it's a first person shooter. So that's where I was saying like they're different. No, but yeah, they're yeah. different there. But yeah, like Far Cry is. Does this feel very different uh, from it, Far Cry 5 so far? Other than like maybe the plot and acting is better. Uh, that it's better. And honestly, like I'm only two hours in, so I, I don't know if I can really say this, but it, I think it feels like it's a better. It's just like less buggy. Okay. I haven't encountered like any major bugs, and I don't know if you remember my playthrough of five, but it yeah. was just a mess. Uh, and it, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because like they delayed this from when they had originally planned to put it out yes. because of stuff like that. So I yeah, that would make sense, I guess. So this. Um, I'm not going to say it's as good as like three or four, but it definitely like as of right now, I think 
I will not be surprised at the end of this. I'm like saying better things about this than I did say about five or even what was it? New Dawn. Far Cry New New Dawn. New Dawn. Uh, I think I will end up liking six. Probably I would say like it'll probably go like Far Cry four, Far Cry three, Far Cry six, and then maybe Primal. It'll probably be either like above or below Primal type of thing. Okay. So I know I I, I think I'm going to have a pretty good uh, time. I, I definitely look forward to because this will probably be like a 30, 30 to 40 hour game for me. So like mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to playing a lot more Far Cry. Uh, but I need to know about Hot Wheels Unleashed because oh. I saw you playing that this week. God, I fucking love Hot Wheels Unleashed. It is exactly what I wanted it to be, man. It is just a really fun feeling arcade racer. And it's not super mechanically heavy uh it just like is a racing game with boosting um you basically the buttons are go break slash drift and boost three button game over here with the steering obviously um but you start and you're thrown in and it's just like you are a hot wheels car and it's at the scale of hot wheels like you are on a built track and you go around and the the like outside area is different. Like I think a skate park, a college and two other ones, maybe um, the tracks don't really look super distinct from each other because obviously they're Hot Wheels tracks. So it's just right. like the track is put together in different ways, but they still are able to make like interesting turns and they have certain things from certain play sets like the dinosaur that closes its mouth or the weird spider that shoots spider webs at the cars as they drive by. But in this, obviously, they're not like weird hard plastic that just shoot the shit out of them. It's like actual spider web goo that gets you stuck in it. Uh, the one I encountered yesterday was a scorpion. And when you go through the scorpion poison, your your boost continuously drains, which is a bummer. Um, but yeah, I like I it feels weird because I, I really like it, but I don't know like what I should say about it. It controls very arcadey. Um, the drifting, you have to drift very early. It's not like one of those go-karting races where you like drift and you're just able to like fucking freely control the car or whatever. You you have to take the turns very early when you're drifting so that you don't hit into the walls. Um there is some kind of janky stuff like uh you can go too fast for the track. So like if you're just boosting like a fucking maniac, you might just fly the fuck right off the track. And that will really fuck you. Or sometimes like you can land and the physics will be a little bit janky and that'll really fuck you when cars ram into you and stuff. Uh, But you can reset the car very easily. And one thing I will say is there is no rubber banding in this. So like if you get screwed, you are screwed Mm. and you are not coming back. But the tracks are usually not long enough. I mean, like now that I'm like kind of far into the campaign, I'm getting a little bit longer tracks, so like a minute and a half, two minutes, like at the upper end, maybe. But like in the beginning, like each lap is 30 seconds or something, and it it, it goes by very quickly. Um, the cars do all handle very differently. Uh, there are actually multiple types of boosts. Some cars just have like a boost bar and you can like use it freely and save it for when you want. Some have like boost pips. So it's like you can boost three times and then you have to charge up a full boost use. Uh, I end up, have been using cars like that. Uh, are there car are like are all the car? You said they handle differently, but like mm-hmm. are there all the cars basically like 
they all go the same speed or they're different levels where there's like, hey, there's a gold car here that like is like the fastest car in the game type. Uh, no, so like there are in the so, so for those who don't know, this uses like blind boxes to unlock the cars, but they're not paid. You can like use the in-game currency or you just unlock the boxes as you go. Um, and there are legendary rarities and common rarities and things in there, but that doesn't necessarily relate to how good the car is. It seems to just relate to, is this licensed from a property or not? Mm. Uh, and they, so like there are probably like six or seven levels in each area, speed, handling, brakes, acceleration, and something else maybe boost probably um and they'll have a certain amount of levels in that but you can also spend you unlock gears as you go which is like the upgrade currency and you can upgrade cars that suck to make them just as fast or whatever but they don't necessarily upgrade at the same rate so yeah it's not tied to rarity it's just tied to like oh this car is meant to be like a slow piece of shit like the car that's a toaster just goes very slow but is good at braking now, can you upgrade it to the point where it's like actually kind of fast? So you can. I don't know. Like they all cap out. I, I haven't oh, seen right. like if you can upgrade them multiple times. I've only upgraded one of the cars once. Um, well, because like at this point, you're just unlocking new cars and you'd probably rather check them out. I get that. Yeah. And like I the the cost of the upgrade goes up like exponentially. So mm. I didn't even have enough to upgrade the car I have again. Um so I don't know if you can like at the end make them all have max stats and just like do that to your favorite car or whatever. But they all it seems like they all get pretty good by the end of the boost thing. Like, I, I don't think there's going to be like a car that just is like, oh, this is unusable or whatever. And yeah, I, I, I can't tell if the bigger body ones like the Ninja Turtles party van, like if that is if weight is involved there or not, I would guess it is because of the way like speed and turning feels. But I guess I can't say. Um, but it is a it is a fairly simple arcade racer that feels good to control. And I like getting the new cars and stuff. Uh, I have not messed with the track editor at all, really. But I also didn't realize that it has like the car customization stuff like Forza Horizon does, where you can just like use all the shapes to make the cars fucking crazy. Like there is one that has like a hamburger on it and people made a bunch of custom McDonald's <laughs> skins and shit like that. So I, I have to look at that now that I know that's in there. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a fun game. And like they put a lot of love into it. Like it looks really good graphically. I have never had it like not perform at 60 frames a second or whatever. Uh, and they I wonder how. Least, like, oh, oops. sorry. I was going to say like it. you're saying like performance wise, it's been good so far. I wonder how it is with like two player because I, I know I know there's not four player, but I do think there's two player co- couch co-op. Yes, there is two player couch co-op. So I will probably actually experience that later this evening. Um, but yeah, I, from what I understand in the reviews, they said that especially on like PS4 and PS5, it still runs at 60. It just takes a lot of the graphical fidelity away. Okay. Uh, which I mean, I'm fine with that in split screen. Like if you're going to do that, do that. Uh, and then like there's online stuff you can compete and, uh, on custom tracks and things like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a cool game and it's neat that they have already announced like, oh yeah, there's like three expansion things you can buy and each expansion thing will come eventually with like 10 cars, some type of track builder updates and an expansion, which the first expansion that comes out like at the beginning of December is Batman. 
And mm. it's not clear if that also means they're adding in like new single player campaign levels or if it only leads to cars and like some online multiplayer stuff. But uh, I mean, I, I'm at least in for that. And I yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Like, I would like to see more content in there. And like they have shown uh, on their website that they will have licensed cars. They will have cars from like real licensed cars like bmws and stuff but then also things from like dc comics street fighter barbie uh maybe ghostbusters i can't remember but yeah i I don't know it's neat and to like see a car that's a dinosaur competing really well or a car that's just a stupid bus but still is somehow just as fast as all the other ones is asinine and (laughs) I, i i really like that uh but yeah, I just playing on normal difficulty, it can get super brutal sometimes because the other cars are like not really fucking up at all. And if you fuck up, then you kind of just have to restart the race if you want to win. But that see the one thing I Forza Horizon really ruined me, at least with the single player stuff, like the rewind feature. Yes. And so like it seems like a lot of more modern kart racers and racing games are going that route. Yes. Whereas this is very much the old way where it's just like more like, nah, dude, you can't mess up perfect mm-hmm. all, all day, yeah. um, w- which is fine on like shorter arcade kart racer tracks, yes. I think, in my opinion. But I it is kind of brutal. But at least in the campaign, there are like two reward tiers. One is to like win first place. The other one is just to get in first, second or third. Mm-hmm. And usually you can get third place if you get screwed over if you just know where to boost and things like that like it's really trying to like teach you when you should boost and when you should drift and things like that and it's interesting okay cool uh now last question Mm -hmm. uh do you like after playing this for a while do you see because like this had like review scores like like all over the place like sevens and nines do you kind of see see where those are coming from yeah i i guess i would sit somewhere in the middle of Mm. that like i would probably say like an eight ish just because i i do get where the people who are on the lower end are coming from like i said some of the tracks can get janky and you can like go too fast and fly off and i i do get how the no rubber banding ai can be frustrating and it can get difficult and like uh, it does take maybe a little too much time to earn enough currency to buy a blind box but i because I still have not beaten the campaign and I'm getting them at like a pretty regular clip. Um, But like on the higher end, I get that as well, where it's like, this is just fun. You can tell they put a lot of love into it. Like when you go into the photo mode, there's fingerprints on the cars from kids playing with them. There's like chips out of the paint from where they would have like slammed together and done really dumb shit. Uh, but well, also the wheels like get like start getting like chipped and stuff, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they do, and I think that's really cool. And like maybe if you collect Hot Wheels, it's just really neat to see those cars in the game, or maybe you have the play sets and you can see those. Um, but like, it does seem like there is a lot of content in it like the there's a whole map that you go through events on that it mixes up between races or time trials and the boss battles like add new weird elements like magnetization to the track or like the enemies are shooting you from above or whatever uh and so like that stuff's neat i like did a cursory glance after i had unlocked like 15 cars and i think i still had like 50 some cars left that were not unlocked uh, it is kind of lame. Like I get that get because it, it takes so long to earn the blind boxes eventually that then like getting dupes is 
kind of common, but you right. can then dismantle those duplicates to, for upgrade materials for your other cars. So like, yeah, I, I see where both sides are coming from, but yes. I do definitely like it a lot for sure. Yeah. The, the one thing I will, I, another thing I will always praise about Forza Horizon 4 is like, cause like they give the wheel spins, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but like, I never got any dupes. Like once you get that car that it's taken out, Yes, and that is what I think should have been done here, especially yes. because there are no microtransactions involved in it. Right. Uh, so it's one of those things where you just like kind of squint at it and you're like, do you think they wanted to have microtransactions in here? Someone told them they should and then they like argued, no, that would suck and we should right, take right. that out. Like, it seems like one of those things where it could have been at some point and they it just was were like, implemented no. and they, they were like we'll figure this out at a later date we'll create this system and then we'll figure yeah. out if we want to charge for it yeah, which yeah. i mean another thing is like and this happens all the time at launch it's not there so it gets reviewed yeah. one way uh-huh. and then it gets added like like three weeks later <laughs> yeah so it could it could be like that who knows yeah. and like it's it's not like hot wheels is an unknown brand like they you know I could totally see them adding that stuff in later. So. Yes. So. Uh, in the other game I played a decent amount of was Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which I've talking been talking about for weeks. I've been very excited and it is something else, dude. <laughs> like it is just Smash Brothers, but with Nickelodeon characters and it is broken as fuck in a lot of funny ways like it's just you can do wild shit and like sandy has an infinite uh some of the characters hitboxes for their moves are very clearly broken and they're way too strong michelangelo has a glitch where he can infinitely jump uh, <laughs> i like that so like <laughs> if you like one of his his down specialists he like goes down to do a shell and spins but you can do that and then jump again forever like you just keep going back and forth between the two so people use that to like stall the time and shit uh the and the devs have acknowledged all of these things and they are being patched out in a hot fix i guess several other characters also have infinites uh but sandy's seems to be by far the easiest to do so like those are being patched out but i it's really fun i think um like it's very fast very fast and i really like it from the perspective of like these people are coming at this to be like a smash like game coming off of another smash like game they had made and Le- slap city is what they had made before. And they're like learning those lessons. Um, but the, the thing that is like kind of weird is they didn't really, they like went all in on the competitive smash community and kind of left people who would like just have nostalgia for Nickelodeon on the wayside. Mm. And I don't know if that was the right way to approach it or not, because this way they get way more eyes on it because people who watch competitive smash players on Twitch get like thousands of viewers all the time. Right. So they get a lot of eyes on it, but maybe not in the way that I, they would want because it's one of those things where like this is a low budget game they just kind of made it work with sheer force of will it's gonna have a bunch of broken stuff in it but they're gonna be able to patch it but like the smash community is like not forgiving i that think that makes sense yeah and so like one of the things that i noticed and which is why i said i was going to talk about this for a while is like 
the first couple days people were like, oh, this is so sick and like it's so fast and there's like all this wild, dumb, broken shit and I'm just having fun. And that was Tuesday mm-hmm. to now a couple days later, those pro players being like, yo, this sucks and like the net code's not as good as it could be. And like, I think this game's going to die. And then one of the things that sucks is like usually those their Twitch chats just parrot whatever the fuck they think. So Mm. it's just a bunch of people being like, oh, dead game. This character's fucking stupid. And the parroting in the Smash community to me, it, it drives me insane. Like, and I think a lot of it is because I just find Leffen to be so obnoxious is like if something is broken, he will just complain about it forever. And he does it with every game he plays and he even plays fighting games now. So he's just like bitched about guilty gear. He's bitching about this. And it's just like, God, man, why do you complain so much, dude? And void a really good smash ultimate player won the first major tournament that hungry box hosted as Ang the avatar. Right. And fucking now in the tournaments, every match is Ang versus Ang. And it's just because people are like, oh, this is what's broken right now. I should just use this. And it's never like people being like, oh, I should like try to wait and figure out this character. The same thing happens with fighting games. It's just people flock to what is broken and then they complain about it because it's broken. And then uh, it just it drives me insane. Just fucking do something else then. I don't know. And like the top tiers in this game obviously have changed every minute of every day. Like at the beginning, people were like, oh, my God, cat dog is so broken. And then it was Oblina from Ah, real monsters. And now it's Ang. And tomorrow it'll probably be fucking someone different. And yeah, tears, you have to give it a month. You have to wait. And that's why people are always like, we need balance patches now because this character's broken and no one is ever willing to wait out that (laughs) time. And so like what I think sucks for these developers is because so many eyes got on this in the way that like it's a competitive game. People are like expecting them to patch it right now. And it's like, dog, the developers just released this. Like, you have to give them some time to figure out what is actually fucked up. And like, they have already admitted like, yes, infinites, no good. Mm -hmm. We have a hot fix ready. We will push that out. Like, okay, that's great. I get get that. But people are just like, oh, my God, you have to do something about like Oblina's down air and shit. It's just like, dude, just fucking wait like a week at least, my guy. Like, fuck, come on. There are a lot of times there are solutions around things. Exactly. Like if you and this is where like pushes some creativity. Try like mess around and try to find something like new. It's so the game is so new. Like there's going to be things to deal. There are going to be ways to deal with things. And maybe you'll finally figure out that like, hey, this is very predictable. If you can kind of like and I don't know, like fighting games, there's a meta. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like. But like you have to give it a month to kind of to let everything kind of play out. So I don't know. But yeah, it just the whole thing drives me nuts because people right, right. are already being like dead game. And it's like it has 5000 average players on Steam alone. Mm-hmm. And like the fucking tournament streams have like I think Hungrybox's stream had 20,000 viewers. 
I'm good. I'm, I'm glad this game is. And that's that's super cool. But like yes. people are just like, oh my god, there's no voices and like fucking all this. Shit. It's like, dude, they made this on a budget of basically five dollars, like a shoestring budget. Like you gotta cut him some slack. What I think is cool about this, if people stop being so shitty to it and give them time to do things, is I think this will be like a Power Rangers Battle for the Grid situation, where in the next couple months, maybe it will have voices, maybe it will have some type of story mode, maybe they'll patch in items and like the further it goes and the more people continue to play it and support it the better it gets and i often feel like the fighting game community like loses sight of that or something because it's one of those things where just immediately people are like not as good as melee throw it in the trash and it's just like no those people will never be satisfied you fucking been playing melee for 20 years like no also one is you saying, complain about that game being broken all the time so. i know and no one is saying that like this is the melee killer it's just another smash type of game that seems fun and like yes there's a lot of broken stuff but that also is part of what's fun about it like just watching void use ang and like get in these disgusting combos that never should be able to exist is cool and fun to watch you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it makes it hype it makes it fun especially when people are trying to figure out the stuff in the beginning but like outside of that sure it is a 40 dollar game new so it's not even it's not full price but like it was made on a shoestring budget and if you are not coming to this as like someone who thinks smash games are fun or wants to get it into it competitively like there's not anything else there like there is an arcade mode and stuff like that but like the characters don't even have alternate colors so if you're doing a mirror match they look exactly the same like right. they had no th nothing to make this game and they made this really cool thing and the developers are there commentating tournaments they say like we know we have a whole lot of cool announcements that we can't wait to tell you we're just not allowed to yet like the developers would see things happen in the game and be like oh that's like not intended we can fix that and stuff like that and like I think that that's cool. Right. And I, I hope that this game succeeds in a way that, uh, you know, is good for the developers and is good for the player yes. base. But like, it's fun. Like uh, this Sunday, I will probably play with our friends in Nukio and Justin and it will be fun. Like we will just have a good time being like, hey, guess what? I'm wave dashing around as SpongeBob. Like that concept <laughs> alone is that I'm playing a competitive smash game as fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. And he's like pretty good is hilarious to me. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Like, yeah, like what the fuck did you expect out of the game where Nigel Thornberry has a Jigglypuff rest? Like, I what do you what do you want from this game? I don't know. Like, it's just dumb and fun. Right. And it's one of those things where I think people like just sometimes people just have no concept of what it takes to make a game or how much effort and money it takes. Well, and just like I I I will always think about Street Fighter Four. Remember, everyone was like, "Sagat's broken, Sagat's broken, Sagat's oh, broken," yeah. and he never won a tournament. Exactly. So, so it's like people were saying, like, "Oh my God, Cat Dog's the best character in the game. Mm -hmm. Best character in the game didn't even make it to top four in the right. first major tournament, and now people are saying Cat Dog sucks." So, like, <laughs> okay, sure, it's fine. Just you got to give uh -huh. things time to settle, and it's one of those things where it's just like. Yeah, man, like developing is hard and like they clearly were given nothing if they're not even allowed to use fucking voices or music from the fucking Nickelodeon shows they're making a game for. Also like, not entirely fair to compare this to Super Smash exactly. Brothers that had That's a much bigger budget. People are like, well, the animations like look kind of simple. Like, bro, 
what the fuck do you think the budget of the fifth Smash Brothers game, which is one of Nintendo's most fucking sold franchises of all time? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dude, they just paid Disney to have Sora in their game. Like, not the same echelon as like the random developer who was like, I guess we could make a Nickelodeon game on five bucks. And I mean, they're what charging forty? Yeah. So, like, that's the other thing. Like, you can't compare this to, like, a $60 product because they're not Uh, even charging it like that. No, and then a lot of the times on websites, it's on sale, the Steam version, for, like, 30 bucks. So, like, it's it's not the same tier at all. And, like, when your fucking game has a character that's technically owned by Disney in it, like, that's a different scale of money. Like, a first-party Nintendo game compared to some random game being put out by a publisher called Game Mill. It's like an indie studio. I mean, it's an indie come, studio. Come on, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those weird things where like thousands of people are watching this game and it's selling a lot, and people are like, "Oh, I just it doesn't play like Melee, and it's not as polished <laughs> as Ultimate." Like, no fuck, dude. I, oh. <laughs> it just it drives me fucking insane. And they're like, "Well, it has rollback, but like it doesn't exactly work right." And it's like, okay, well, literally the developers are talking to pro players in these tournaments. Like they understand these things and will work to fix it. You just gotta give them more than four days from <laughs> release, my man. So yeah, I don't know, but it but it sounds like it. There's a it sounds like if you look at the game and just ignore the people. It sounds like there's a lot of charm to this as well. Oh, for like, sure. Like just seeing Nigel Thornberry move around really fast on screen is hilarious to me. And like, I don't know, like I really like Avatar The Last Airbender. I really like Ninja Turtles. So to like have these characters come together in this way is funny to me. And then when I saw that Garfield might be the first DLC character, that's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard in my life. What about like, Otis? Yeah, Exactly. What about what about so many characters? And like if they had the announcer say all those character names and the data mine things like if it sells well, I bet they'll be able to put out a shitload of DLC. And it seems like Garfield and Shredder were like very close to being done. They were probably supposed to be in the final game, but were not quite ready. So they had to cut them at the last minute. Uh, sure. Like, that's cool. They're free as well. The first two mm-hmm. characters will be free. And it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, I played Battle for the Grid the first day it came out. It was rough as fuck. But you know what? It was so fun because it's basically just Marvel 3. And they even know that. And that's why, like, the character who voices Virgil plays the character that's like Virgil. And the character who's like Yun is voiced by the guy who plays Yun. And that guy literally was that character in real life. It's fuck wild. But anyways, like that's a fun Marvel game and they've put out three fucking seasons of DLC for it. And it's really cool. It got voices. It still gets tournaments. They're still trying to support it. They got Ryu and Chun-Li in it as Power Rangers. Like cool things can happen. And like this, this developer said that they are not opposed to trying there it's not off the table for them to license third party shows that were just licensed to air on Nickelodeon, which, you know, what show is licensed to air on Nickelodeon dragon ball Z. Oh, <laughs> so like, what if they get Goku? You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Like it just, it could be fun and cool to see what happens down the line. Maybe we should just all chill the fuck out and have fun with it. I don't know. Have fun with a video game? What do you? It's ridiculous. I know you can't do that. It's only about being serious, Matt. In a game about Nigel Thornberry <laughs> fighting SpongeBob. 
I, I think it's funnier, like, Nigel Thornberry fighting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That just is sure, such a hilarious anything. concept. It's, it's so funny. And, like, it's not like they don't get it and they are catering to the pro smash scene. Like, there's 20 levels in this game. Four of them are available in competitive play because those are the smash competitive-like stages. Sure. And it's just like, okay, like, they know what they're doing. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. And it, it will definitely get better over time. I look forward to seeing what they add to it. I will continue to dick around i ended up getting it on steam because i uh, i found out later that it seems like the release day for the physical version was wrong and not the same day it seems like most retailers uh got their physical copies today mm. whereas the the release for the digital version was on tuesday um so it seems like yeah amazon shipped theirs out today and best buy got their physical copies in today so you know, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a cool, fun thing, but I got it on Steam because there's no crossplay yet. But like they said, they're trying to do crossplay. Uh, it is out on every platform. It seems like the Xbox One is very fucked up in comparison to the other versions. Like so much so that maybe they accidentally put out a pre-release version of the game. Oh, oops. Uh, and it was patched, and I guess it's a little bit better now. But Xbox does seem to be like the version with the most issues but i have heard that it runs okay on switch uh it runs fine on ps4 and ps5 and obviously the steam version i have had literally no issues with so right yeah i, I don't know it's a have fun you, game i'm glad that i got have it. you played primarily online or primarily with your brother How uh i have watched my brother play a bit but i played a couple people online and i have just been going through the like arcade mode against the cpu with each character because it like unlocks the music from their stage and gives you some concept art and a, uh, like an icon you can put on your online profile or whatever. But I just wanted to like try out the characters and see what each one is like. And right. I have liked most of the ones I have played so far, but I, I like Michelangelo the best. I think he's fun. And then I tried SpongeBob. He, I like him a little bit. Uh, Patrick, I did not like, I think his moves are really funny, but he's pretty slow. Um, and then today I played as Ang, the avatar, and uh, he is something else. But yeah, I've, I've only done it with like five characters. Oh, I Sandy as well. Um, but I haven't tried many of the other characters, but I probably will uh, on Sunday. I'll probably just bounce around from character to character and be like, oh, this is dumb and fun. I'm cat dog. I don't, I don't know. Right. I mean, it, it, it seems like a game that you can just kind of just stick around and have some fun with that kind of stuff. Or that's at least how you should be playing it. Yes, exactly. Like, I'm not going to like fucking snap my controller in half when Nukio kills me because Smash skill translates directly <laughs> to this game. Uh, and it, it's fun. They made wave dashing so easy. Like I can't do it on GameCube because it's like a, obviously an unintended technique, but right. in this, if you just push the guard button with the jump button, you just wave dash. And so like, I'm fucking wave dashing all over the place all day, every day. And, and you feel like a pro, right? Exactly. And you're just like, wow, I'm the best SpongeBob ever <laughs> to play this game. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. And like seeing the professional smash players play it. And when they're having fun, I think it's really funny. Uh, because it's just like, wow, you're getting bodied by fucking reptar. <laughs> like, I don't know. Now, I know this isn't fair yeah. to expect, but what if, just what if uh -huh. they had a little bit more money and then they were able to create like a single player campaign, kind of like the, like, what was it? The subspace subspace emissary. I would love yes. that. That would have been great. I know I would, I would love that. Even if they just get like, 
even the most rudimentary story mode I would mm-hmm. enjoy. The I, the thing that I think will make this game exactly what I want it to be is if they do get voices for characters. Mm. Because I would love to punch a character and have SpongeBob laugh. <laughs> you so there are like Steam voice mods, which is the other reason I got it on Steam. So like those will come if that doesn't come to the game. But I I would love to see what the official voices they come up with are if they if they do get to do that. Sure. So yeah, that's that's really all I've been playing. I got a mm-hmm. little bit farther in Eastward, um, but I because I have Monday off, I'm probably just going to finish Eastward this weekend. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm like a couple hours from the end, I think, but I still love it and I'm enjoying it. But this week was more about just like I want to play dumb fun games right now, and I, I and that's exactly what you did. It is exactly what I did. I like them both a lot. I will probably 100% Hot Wheels because I am a psycho. So ah, it's all right. I've I've 100%ed games. I what two or three in the the month yeah, of yeah. September. So, mm-hmm. and I, I'm the guy who was running around getting every single. Uh, chest in brotherhood asking myself why am i doing this so <laughs> yeah like i 100 percented a couple games this year yeah, yeah. and i i really enjoyed all of them but yeah this is yeah, just yeah. one of those ones where i can just like turn off my brain and like have a video on or a podcast on yes, and yes. just enjoy myself so and yeah. that's exactly what my plan is for forza horizon which is gonna be the same thing i mean it's just perfect driving games especially because oh. like just turning on the radio putting on some music putting on a podcast just like and just kind of zoning out like it's the best. So, so I was going to talk to you about this because I discovered something about it. I didn't re- I thought you had to buy the game to get early access. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to be like, oh, should I just get the like hundred dollar edition on Steam instead? But on Game Pass, they have a Game Pass specific thing that is fifty dollars. Yeah, forty five, and you get all like that is all the stuff, all the DLC. Yes. So it's like you own the DLC, but the game is on Game Pass, and I'm going to do yes. that. So I'm very excited. Fifty mm-hmm. bucks yeah. to support a thing that I think is really cool and get. You know what, Matt? I I looked at this. That game comes out the day before Extra Life with early access. Mm-hmm. We could play Forza <laughs> Horizon. <laughs> on your computer on my computer for extra life and that's crazy four days early (sighs) very exciting yes uh but yeah i think that's neat that they had like a game pass specific dlc pack to be like well maybe people want to play and do this and they've been selling that for a while and it's been on sale i don't it might still be on sale uh, when I saw it last, it was the full 50 bucks, but okay. I mean, it was only on sale for like maybe 10, 10% off or something. Well, like yeah, that. but th- I mean, that's fine. I, I will right, pay them right. $50 for this thing that I was just going to pay for paying for game pass anyways. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're ready to move on to part three. Yes. Uh, which I don't know if you're aware of this, but a game came out today, Manny, a game called Metroid, Metroid Dread. Dread. Yes. Yes. So I have gone through and I made a whole list of a bunch of different Metroidvanias. Okay. Oh my God. Are we going to rate Metroidvanias? We're in bracket uh, 34 different Metroidvanias. This is going to get, this is going to get brutal. Yes, this is because we have very different opinions on certain Metroidvanias. So there's, yes, there's 34. Oh, Um, this is so exciting. I love when I'm surprised by our own podcast. Oh, I got, I got, oh my God. I can't, I, the next three weeks I've got ideas. Oh, of them. I'm so time. excited. I'm very I'm, excited. I'm so excited for one. Uh, okay. But uh, 
let me just get this started and I'll get you. Uh, I just okay. just sorted the bracket and now I'm All sending right. this over to you. And as I said, there's 34 and I tried to like pick like 34 of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also want to just mention that I think it's important to note that I think we need to rate these on how they are as a Metroidvania. Okay. It, it, so like one of them on here is Dead Cells. And I don't think we should re- necessarily look at Dead Cells as a game, okay. but we need to we okay. need to like consider it as a as a how is it as a Metroidvania, and and I think we need to have that mentality with all of these. That that's okay. that because that's what we're doing here. We're looking at the best Metroidvania. We're not looking for the best game that is a Metroidvania, if that makes sense. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. So that that is, and then after that, we're just gonna have to. Oh my god! Right off the bat, that's a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair. Oh, so I I saw a tweet today that I mm-hmm. laughed at, and people were saying, "Oh my God, Metroid Dread uh, reinvents the Metroidvania genre." And someone said, "Every time I read that in a view, I'm going to cross off the Vania part. It's a fucking mm-hmm. Metroid game." <laughs> sure. And I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, okay. I, I that sounds a bit um, that sounds a bit hyperbolic. It is apparently it's very good though. So I'm oh yeah, excited. like it's getting like high eighties. I, I even texted you. Yeah, like it was uh, it was delivered to me right now. Mm, so nice. yeah, uh, but all right, we'll get started. <laughs> and that's so unfortunate right off the bat because like, oh, oh my, because these should both be in the final four. That's uh, that that. I think that's pr- that's probably true. Uh, but right off the bat, we have Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one okay. of the greatest ones ever made. Yeah. Uh, verse Ori and the Will of Wisp. And Ori and... Oh, my God. Oh, it's Ori's so good. It's so fucking good. It's amazing. And I love every second of it. But it's not beating Castlevania. It's no, just not. I, I agree with this. I <laughs> I love Symphony of the Night. And it is the progenitor of the term Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Because that was the first one that was like that. Yes. Whereas previous Castlevania games were not. So. Oh, man, Ori. I'm so sorry, Ori. <laughs> I think I like you know, Ori more. I saw some of these and I was like, oh, no, these, some of these are getting a free pass. I like Ori more, but like, I, I, I mean, like, they're both like amazing games. Yes. But like, I, I don't I, I you can't No, like Symphony of the Night is something special. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll just kind of scroll down to number two, which is Hollow Knight versus Metroid Samus Returns. So I have never, I did not play Samus Returns. That was the original Game Boy game, Metroid 2, that they yes. uh, they ported to the 3DS. Um, by all accounts, it is very good, and it is the one that made the, the reboot of it, made the parry mechanic in those games, which carries over to Metroid Dread that is apparently very good. Um, but I, I fucking... Hollow Knight is it was made for me. I love Hollow Knight and it's dreary ass world and it's weird like stop motion animation style. I love the difficulty of it. It does exactly what I wanted to do where I have to like learn how to play and it gives me the exact correct amount of upgrades and stuff. And by the end of that game, you feel like you're fucking like zooming all around and doing crazy shit. Uh, and I can't wait for the second one. Yeah, uh, I Hollow Knight. I've tried playing it twice. It's never clicked with me, mm-hmm. but like I, I do know like it, it like like or in the will of the wisp basically was hollow Knight. Yes. In a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just Ori, I think just like it feels better to just move around. And I think I don't like the way it feels to move. And I think that's the big thing with hollow Knight. It, it gotcha. feels a little stiff. But, I gotcha. Uh, 
Uh, now we're uh, like because it's a 34 man bracket, so we had to have like a couple uh, in round one. So now we're ready, ready to move on to round two, which has basically all of them minus Ori and Samus returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Blasph- Blasphemous versus Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, as far as I understand, Blasphemous is a very good game. It's mm-hmm. basically just copying what Symphony of the Night is. Yes. Uh, I haven't played Blasphemous. It's something that I've had on my my PlayStation wish list. It's definitely something I've been wanting to check out for a long time because I think I would really like it. Yeah. Uh, But like, I I mean, we haven't played Blasphemous and we both think Symphony of the Night is an amazing game. So I think think that goes forward. Yes. uh, Symphony of the Night is moving on. Uh, So now we have Axiom Verge 2. Versus Super Metroid. Uh, I know you did not care for Axiom Verge uh, I didn't really 2. like Axiom Verge 2 very much, and I am one of the people who falls more on the Castlevania end of the Metroidvania than mm-hmm. the Metroid side, but I have tried to play Super Metroid several times, and like I get it. I right. get why people really like it. It just doesn't click with me, but I do definitely think it is much better than axiom verge like when i think of metroidvania the two games i think of is the things that started that are super metroid and symphony of the night which makes it ironic that they will fight each other in the next (laughs) round but like i i don't know something is missing about axiom verge whereas like super metroid is that secret sauce shit that like made the genre what it is today so i do also want to mention about super metroid it has the worst wall jump in the history of video games (laughs) yeah people people really don't feel the wall jump in that game <laughs> i actually i just watched the austin walker play through it for an old waypoint feature mm-hmm. um and yeah he had a lot of trouble with the wall jump so it's not it's bad it's yeah. bad mm-hmm. uh the next one time spinner uh versus guacamole uh so i never played time spinner but i know you right. did and i know yes. our friend scott did and it is essentially symphony of the night like it is so much of an homage to symphony of the night that when i see screenshots of it and stuff i like makes me laugh kind of uh and like even like the save rooms and things are just like that Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. did play guacamelee and i really liked it at the time but the more far removed i am from guacamelee the less i like it and i maybe that's because i had such a weird i didn't really guacamelee 2 i just really wasn't feeling it Mm. uh and maybe when I played Guacamelee, I probably hadn't played a Metroidvania in a really long time. Uh, but it's like it's 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 one of the ones where it's just like kind of dumb fun. Like you play as Juan, a luchador, and you can do all kinds of like weird aerial combos and wrestling moves and things. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I Time Spinner sounds like a cooler game to me, which I think I would have really liked Time Spinner if I had played it. As someone who played both of these, I did really enjoy my time with Guacamelee. It it guacamelee was a lot more like platforming uh, challenging and then like it would just kind of lock you into these rooms and then you had to kind of like kill all the enemies i i do think guacamelee was a harder game especially towards the end it got pretty Mm -hmm. pretty challenging Mm -hmm. but as as just like a game that i enjoyed just kind of like exploring i pretty much only mainlined guacamelee and didn't really go off the beaten path much where time spinner was a game i wanted to just basically explore every nook and cranny uh, which I mean, that's just like the symphony of the night uh, is like aspect of it. So I, I would definitely push Time Spinner uh, over uh, Guacamelee, and I would definitely say Time Spinner is a game that you should definitely check out at some point. Yes, uh, uh, you probably won't, but you, you should. Exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, this next one, uh, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow versus Shantae Half-Genie Hero. No contest. I love Dawn of Sorrow is so fucking good. It is the Mm. Castlevania game. That's the first DS game. It's a sequel to Aria of Sorrow. Probably Mm. the best Game Boy Advance Castlevania game. Uh, Just as a heads up, there's like eight Castlevania games. But that's fine. It is is called Metroidvania. And there's been like three Metroid games because I only did 2D Metroid. I didn't do like no metroid primes well yeah prime isn't even the same type of deal so i get that uh shantae is cool i've never played a shantae game i probably will uh sometime soon i have been pre-ordering all of the shantae re-releases for ps5 from limited run games so when i have them all i will probably play through them because i think i will really like them but dawn of sorrow is like fucking it's so good that is one that I I would like to check out at some point, but I got to play those advanced, you know, I got to play the advanced. Yeah. I mean, Ari of sorrow is you play as Soma cruise, just like you do in Dawn of sorrow. It's a direct Mm -hmm. sequel. Dawn of sorrow. I I love playing these games, but I don't want to like burn out on them. So I only play like a few, like maybe like try to play only like four or five a year type of thing. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, which I just played one. So I'm kind of holding out for a little bit. So, but yes, I will definitely be picking up that collection at some point. Uh, the next one, n- another Castlevania game, Harmony of Discord. It's Harmony of Discord, right? Dissonance. 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 Uh, sorry, the way that it cuts off the name. So I was just kind of. Uh, so it's Harmony of Dissonance versus Metroid Fusion. Um, so this will be the first one where I think I go with Metroid. Mm. Uh, Harmony of Dissonance is the middle GBA one. Um, and as far as I know, it is still very good, just like all three of those GBA games. But Metroid Fusion is like when I played Metroid Fusion, I think I had the experience that most people have when they play Super Metroid, where that's like that's like their defining Metroid experience. But Metroid Fusion is probably that for me. I mean, it like it basically just takes everything from Super Metroid, in my opinion, and makes it better. Uh, and I really like Samus' suit in Metroid Fusion. I It has more like story elements. Not that Metroid ever has a ton of story elements, really. But Are these both GBA games? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, kind of funny how that worked out then. Uh, but yeah, Metro- I, I like Metroid Fusion quite a bit. Hmm. So, all right. Moving uh, Metroid Fusion along. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. Versus Fist, uh, Forged in the Shadow Torch, which Fist, I just played and I loved it. I 100%ed it. I feel like this exact matchup is why you gave the thing at the beginning where we're mm-hmm. judging it on being a Metroid fanny. <laughs> yes, because otherwise, like, I, I was like, otherwise, Dead Cells would probably win. And it's like, is Dead Cells the best Metroidvania or is Dead Cells just an amazing game type of thing? So. Yes, Dead Cells is an amazing game in terms of it, like being a Metroidvania. I think it kind of falls flat because of yes. the roguelite nature of it. And yes, where it's not like you're not like exploring it to get you are exploring to get new upgrades, but not in the way like a traditional Metroidvania would be. No, and, you're just uh, you're just basically unlocking new paths to take. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, the it all leads to the same path. And like and then the at once you do, which I guess it does like carry over to the next run. But like it, I, where Fist is just a very much more traditional, you know, 2D Metroidvania where you're you're exploring the world. You're unlocking, getting new abilities, unlocking new paths and just I don't know. Uh, I would definitely in, in in this case, I would say probably Fist moves along. Okay. Uh, I love Dead Cells. 
I don't even fully subscribe that it is a Metroidvania, but like, yeah, every, people definitely say that though. Yes, and I what I did was I just kind of googled like best Metroidvanias and looked at a bunch of different lists, and yeah. a lot of lists had dead cells. So I was like, I guess I'll add it and make it just like an even thirty four, even though I don't fully believe. I think of it more as a roguelike than a than a Metroidvania, but that's just me. Yes. Uh this next one, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, versus Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. Um, so Portrait of Ruin is a DS one. I don't know okay. if it is the second or third DS one. Um, but I I am a firm believer that those ones peaked at the first one, Dawn of okay. Sorrow, because uh, I really, really, really like Dawn of Sorrow. Are these uh, made by the same person? I don't think they are. I think Order of Ecclesia and Portrait of Ruin are made by someone different. Mm. I think it would like, they had different directors, I believe. And even, you know, even Dawn of Sorrow might not have been Igarashi still. I guess I don't really know. I, I kind of fell off those games after Dawn of uh, Dawn of Sorrow, but Satoshi Kushibuchi. Okay. So the, I mean, yeah, that is uh, obviously not Koji Igarashi. Um, uh, but he was Ko- Koji Igarashi was the producer. So he was definitely involved. Yeah. He was still involved. Um, I still, in this case, obviously because I haven't played portrait of ruin, I would probably still say bloodstained ritual of the night. Also Koji Igarashi. Yes, <laughs> he so that's why mo- I mentioned- he made most of these. <laughs> yes. He made a lot of these. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. Bloodstained is so fun. Like mm-hmm. people were like, I don't really like the story compared to Castlevania, but like, I don't even remember a single goddamn thing about the story in this stupid game. It just had a bunch of weird, dumb power-ups you could get by killing monsters. It had a castle and I could explore it and it was a Metroidvania and I had fun and that's mm-hmm. what's important. They will probably make a sequel. Also, I never in a million years would have expected this game to actually come out and for me to enjoy it as much as I did, because I feel like every time a Kickstarter is like, hey, I'm the person who made this thing you love and we're trying to recreate that, but it's not exactly that thing. Most of the time I have not liked it at all. Whereas Bloodstained, I feel like was just different enough and I don't give a shit about the plot of Castlevania enough that I think of them all as like disparate, separate things, even though they're not. And like Bloodstained just really hit that for me. It's like, this feels like a Castlevania game. I'm in. Let's go. Yes. It felt like a modern day Castlevania game. Yes. And, and I and like it, that. I It's just, it was so much fun to just run around. I just, I love the exploration aspect of it. And yeah. Just same. Like, and like, you never, you never know what the next room is going to be. No, and because it's all fucking insane. <laughs> yes. And, and like, when you get that relief of like, oh, thank God, this is a save room. Yes. Uh, it, it like, Bloodstain definitely gave me that, that feeling. So yes. Mm-hmm. So I am more than happy to move Bloodstained uh, along. So uh, the next one is Metroid 2 Return of Samus versus Castlevania Circle of the Moon. Yes. So Circle of the Moon is the first GBA one. Okay. And it is good. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. I have not played either of these. People really okay. like Metroid 2, but this is the Game Boy version. So I, right. I guess I would probably say Circle of the Moon. Okay. Because I, I bet it's just a more fun, better playing game overall. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, that that's one of those cases where it's like, oh, Ori, Ori could have matched up against those two. <laughs> nope, exactly. Nope. Uh, we had to lose Ori, like, right off the bat. And that makes yeah. me sad. 
Uh, this next one, it's a very easy one. Uh, Guacamelee 2, oh, a yeah. game that you said you did not like at all, yeah. uh, versus Hollow Knight, a game that you will be pushing very, very hard. Yes. So, like, Guacamelee 2, what's weird is, like, I th- I kind of like the first Guacamelee. Like, I think it's a right, cool right. concept. Like, I like the characters. But Guacamelee 2, like, took the memes and internet humor to, like, the next stage where a lot of it I just felt was like, oh, I don't think this is funny and is, like, trying really hard. And also near the end it like got into these weird combat challenges that just like went on for way too long. I felt like in like really difficult platforming sections that just like, I I don't know. It just made the game feel really like back heavy in a way that like was not fun to me. Right. Yeah. I I've never played it. I played the first one and really liked it. I always planned on playing the second one. I've just never gotten around to it. Yeah. Uh, But I, 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 it seems like the first one is definitely considered the better one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this next one is uh, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia versus Monster Boy and the the Cursed. What is it? The Cursed Kingdom. Yes. So this is a DS Castlevania. I'm pretty sure this is the third one, but I guess I don't know for sure. Um, and Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, by all accounts, is like super cool. It's like a remake of a very old game, um, and it seems like they did a good job. Like you get like different monster abilities like instead of getting like a double jump you just can like get a transformation to like turn into a thing that has a double jump basically Mm. they're all like different animals like dragon and things i think both of us would actually like this game uh but i yeah i don't this one i don't know like monster boy is a pretty like cool unique like aesthetic to it like it doesn't look like a lot of these other ones like everything looks more like big and cartoony as opposed to the other ones. But I mean, I people like Order of Ecclesia as well because it is just another, like, it's a continuation of those Castlevania games that people really liked. But I think by this point, I had definitely gotten off that train. So, yeah. I, I mean, they made too many. Let's, they made yeah, way yeah. too many Castlevania games. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can say Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom just because it's like it was a remake of an old thing that turned out really good. Yeah, I need to check this out. It's on yeah. everything. Yeah, it is. It's on everything, and people did really like that. So, I'm gonna make a note of this. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine. What What did you say? Pushing through Monster Boy. Yeah, Monster Boy. Okay. I mean, like, it, it's one of those like, I, uh, sure. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, neither of us played it, so unfortunately, yeah. we can't really say. Uh, the next one is the Mummy Demastered versus Owl Boy. Uh, something weird happened with that last one where I think you might have to say that it won twice. Oh, yeah. never mind. Now it happened. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't play the Mummy Demastered, but my my thing here is, is it like a Metroidvania? Yes. Okay. Where Owlboy is not as much like one like it is, but it does not feel like one, I guess. Like I would kind of put this in a similar camp to Dead Cells, but not quite the same where... It is. I, it's really cool, and it took them so long to make it, and they tried really hard, and like it looks really great. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because you can fly, sort of, that it makes it not feel like you're not as restricted as you are in most other games until you get certain upgrades and stuff. Uh, but I guess if the Mummy Demastered is like a more traditional Metroidvania, then I would go with that in terms of like the scope of what we were saying. Okay, uh, I, I do it, think Owlboy is really great. Though. I do love it. It, it I, which I, as I was going through the PlayStation Store deals today, it's on sale for like twelve dollars. So just oh, a interesting. Little, 
little PSA for people. Uh, but yeah, the Monmi Demastered is a lot is basically just Metroid. Okay. Uh, so uh, one of the reasons why I just had a hard time getting into it is because it, it just felt like a Metroid game. So. Yeah. Uh, this next one, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest versus Axiom Verge, which is very interesting because both of these games came out the same year, yeah. and they got compared a lot that year for because yeah. they came out that same year. Um, in this one, I would definitely say Ori in the Blind Forest I, because I, I did play that. I mm-hmm. tried to play it several times and got screwed over. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Having played Axiom Verge 2 and understanding that Axiom Verge 1 is much more like like metroid and about guns and like cool unique guns and secrets and stuff uh i still like i said i fall more on the castlevania side of that and so like the guns to even though there's a lot of cool wild guns doesn't do it for me but like ori is just like i don't know like it had a really cool unique mechanic with the like save at certain wherever really and then like the i don't know it's just like the platforming is cool and very responsive and just difficult enough that it makes you feel Mm -hmm. very accomplished and i it's very well and not just that, but like I love. I know some people didn't care for him, but I love the escape sequences. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did I, as well. Uh, just because like they're so frantic and you're just barely making it through, but like there is just like this relief once you once you're able to get through it. And like yes, uh, I, I I think Ori in the Blind Forest, and I would say this about Ori in the Wild Wisps. I think they're just like two of the best platformers, just mm-hmm. outside of just like Metroidvania. Like they just feel good to like to move around. Yeah. So, uh, where it is weak, like Ori in the World List is a lot better. Is the combat's much better? Like Ori, they got the the the, the platforming and the traversal down, but they hadn't quite gotten the the combat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but for now, I am I'm more than happy to push it ahead of uh, Axiom Verge. So uh, this next one, the Messenger versus uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. So. I have not played the messenger, but I know all about it and I will probably end up playing it at some point because Mm -hmm. I am, I backed the like weird turn-based RPG sequel that they are making to it. Um, in that same world and i think it's got cool lore and stuff and i get like the mechanics of the like you can when you kill something you can jump again and all that stuff uh but aria of sorrow is my second favorite castlevania game and it is the prequel to dawn of sorrow and it Mm -hmm. is just like that it is the third of those game boy advance castlevania games so by that point they were like we have perfected this formula this game's tight you can shoot dracula with a gun also to know about the messenger it's a game of two halves yes the first half is very much like old castlevania where it's very linear Mm -hmm. and it's all 8-bit the second half is 16 bit and that's really when the Castlevania aspect or like the Metroidvania aspect of it kind of really kicks in mm-hmm. where there is a lot of backtracking and stuff. I played the messenger, but I got to like basically the halfway point and I couldn't beat the boss. Oh, dang. Uh, so like I spent like an hour and then I just eventually just kind of dropped the game. Mm-hmm. So I never even got to the Metroidvania aspect and I was several hours in. So, like, if we're judging this as a Metroidvania, if I played for several hours and I never even got to that part, yeah, like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. saying it's not. But, like, by all accounts, it's, like, a really great game. I just, like, it's brutal. It is a very tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this next game, uh, Gato Rabato uh, versus Yoku's Island Express. 
So of these, I've only played Yoki's Island Express, where you play as okay. a little bug who pushes a ball around. A mm -hmm. You're a dung beetle, pushing your ball of dung or whatever. And you have to deliver the mail on this weird island because you arrive there and the pterodactyl mailman quit. I don't know. It's a weird concept, and it gets very weird. I... <laughs> At first, the concept is cool and novel, but then by the end, when you're just like trying to like get things and get to certain places, it's not easy to do that because it just mm -hmm. like is pinball. And it's not just like you can't just like walk over to something and do something, which becomes very frustrating, especially in terms of a Metroidvania where you're like, I know I need to go over here or I want this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like weirdly like obtuse to get it, even though I know that's the point of the game. So I, I guess I I would probably lean Gato Roboto if it's a more traditional Metroidvania. Uh, it's basically Metroid, but you play as a cat and it's all black and white. Okay, so then I would go with that, I guess. I mean, Yoku's Island Express was just frustrating to me mm -hmm. from the Metroidvania aspect of it. So. Right, right. Uh, no, like you. Well, it, it, because it is much, much more of like a Metroid, you might not. But like, that's it, true. It, um, it, if people out there do like Metroid, style games like specifically like metroid i would definitely recommend checking out god or roboto okay. uh it was on game pass i don't know if it still is uh, i think it's gone now but uh, that's where i cheap usually yeah i mean it's not a lot of these are like indie games and they're not the most expensive so mm -hmm. i i would definitely it's a solid game i mean people really liked it i'm just like super not into cats and i don't really like metroid so yeah. like, i i kind of fell off of it but like i did enjoy it for a little while uh this next game uh next set is uh steamroll dig 2 uh versus cave story cave story is the original indie game hmm. uh, basically i mean like it was made by a person and he just put it out there for free Oh. on pc and i played this when i was in college the original original cave story it is so good and since then it has been re-released and charged for like 900 times uh but that original game for a fucking free game that it was oh my god cave story is so good and it it has a lot of gun stuff it's got a lot of cool like metroidvania-esque secrets and things uh but i have also seen steam world dig 2 a lot and that game is also excellent Oh, I love SteamWorld Dig 2. It's <laughs> like, I played it on PlayStation 4, and then it got added to Game Pass, and I played it through Game Pass. And then I signed up for Google Stadia because I wanted to try Google Stadia, and yeah. then I played it all the way through on Google Stadia. <laughs> and then today I just bought it on PlayStation 4 again because it's on sale for like $6. Uh, I love SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, I would put it up there. Honestly, I, as like a game, I would put it up there with Symphony of the Night and Ori of the Will of the Wisps. Mm -hmm. But like as a Metroidvania, I don't don't know. Like, is it a Metroidvania? I mean, like, I kind of, yeah, like, but kind not in a traditional of, sense. Not in like a super traditional sense, I guess. Yeah, I don't know about that. I Because if, like, it, you do have like the map the same like map system, but it's like yes. you're digging it. Yes. So like, I, yeah, I don't know. And, and like his cave story, more like a traditional Metroidvania. It is, but like not necessarily like it also is closer to just like a sort of linear game. Okay. Uh, that has like Metroidvania esque elements in it. Like it does have like side branching paths and things, but mm -hmm. not to the extent where you're like, I, yeah, I don't know if they're both kind of weird in that sense. Like I, 
I would push SteamWorld Dig 2. Okay. But that's just because I've never played Cave Story. I mean, we can do that. You bought it four times. I mean, like... The, well, know. I didn't buy it four times. Well, you got it four times. Mm-hmm. I've, I, yes. I, I, and SteamWorld Dig 1 is also great. Yes, uh, it is. 2 is better. I just didn't bother putting 1 in 2 because, like, 2 is just, like, the much better game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not least, Metroid versus Shadow Complex. Uh, I now, will say Shadow Complex. Uh, the thing about Shadow Complex I want to say before we just move on is it seemed like this was the game that kind of like brought Metroidvanias back into the fold. Yes, that's they, that's for sure true. They disappeared and then Shadow Complex came out during like that Xbox 3, like earlier on in the, like the Xbox 360 era. And like all of a sudden, like people are like, yo, Metroidvanias are really cool. We should we should make we should play more metroidvanias we need to have more metroidvanias and then all of a sudden like every indie game was either a metroidvania or a roguelike so. yes and that is true uh but i also think shadow complex is a good metroidvania like i, I and yeah. it's been remastered and remade it's on it's like it's basically sold on everything now, yeah so. and it was one of those like original huge xbox live arcade games it was only yes. on xbox for a very long time now it's on pc and i think the remaster is actually on everything but yes. uh yeah it's cool it's a very cool game I definitely want to check it out at some point. It's another one of those, like, it's on my list, and I'll eventually get to it. So mm-hmm. uh, so now we've gone through everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're ready to move on to round three, uh, where, as we discussed, we have Castlevania Symphony of the Night versus Super Metroid. We've been saying all along we <laughs> like the Castlevania aspect, so I'm just going to yes, say goodbye. I'll say that one. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. So in honor of Metroid Dread, goodbye Super Metroid. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> uh, this next one, uh, Time Spinner versus Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. Dude, Dawn of Sorrow. I love Dawn of Sorrow. It's so good. It's the second best Castlevania game in my opinion. I, I liked Time Spinner, but like your passion for Dawn of Sorrow, I am willing to say sure. And then like sometimes you have to use uh, the stylus to like draw like weird pentagrams and shit on the screen to like seal enemies away to get their power. Oh, it's so tight. And now your 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 favorite two favorite Metro or Castlevanias get to go up against each other exactly. in the next round. So my first awesome. and second favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh so we got Metroid Fusion versus Fist. Uh, you really liked Metroid Fusion. I do right? really like Metroid Fusion, but I mean, like, I don't know. You really liked Fist as well. Like, I don't yes. know that I liked Metroid Fusion as much as you liked Fist. Like, I think it was a very good Metroidvania game, but like outside of that, I don't really like. I mean, did you 100% it? Uh, I don't think I did, no. I was borrowing it from someone, so I wouldn't sure, have sure. time to do that anyways, but. Because uh, like that, would I think that would be a good judge. Like it, because yeah. like I did, like I went through and did everything I could in this game. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to push push fist forward a, a little bit further if if you don't mind. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, awesome. Fist. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm still close to fist, but I really did like my time with fist. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, time will tell if like you know in five six months how I feel about fist. Um, uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night versus Castlevania, Circle of the Moon. So I, I played Ritual of the Night, obviously, and haven't touched Circle of the Moon. Yeah, I will say Ritual of the Night because these are both Koji Garashi games, mm-hmm. but Ritual of the Night has like more in it and I think is just more like fun times. And it's just wacky, crazy. Yes. And it has a lot going on as well. Weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollow Knight versus Monster Boy. Neither of us played Monster Boy, and you love Hollow Knight. So, yes. 
Uh, we'll just push Hollow Knight we'll along. Just push Hollow Knight. Uh, the next one, the Mummy Demastered versus Ori. Uh, uh, I would say Ori. I, almost Ori, yes, is better. Ori, Ori is a yes. Uh, yeah. Ori and Hollow Knight are going up against each other next round, but that's uh-huh. next round. Uh, Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow versus Gato Robato. Uh, Aria of Sorrow because Aria it is Sorrow. the best Game Boy Advance. Um, and then last but not least, SteamWorld Dig 2 versus Shadow Complex. So I guess because of what we said earlier, I would guess we should push Shadow Complex yes. because it is for sure just like a straight Metroidvania. I mean, if we're talking like better game, I, I and SteamWorld is... Dig 2 is almost certainly a better game overall, okay. I think. But mm-hmm. I, I do think Shadow Complex was very good. But SteamWorld Dig has like a I mean, all their games do. They have a yes. special charm to them that I really like those worlds and characters, whereas like Shadow Complex is like generic man exploring generic military complex you know what which I mean? is, and as i said like metroidvanias had really died off uh quite a bit so like it bringing it back is definitely very notable yeah for uh, sure i mean i i it really kind of wonder if we if like that if that didn't if that hadn't come out and like really got very popular i mean with games like hollow knight and axiom verge and ori would these games have even really kind of come out type of yeah thing, i wonder you know, so. so i mean like it's one of those things where who knows like how influential like it, it really was for things. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we are ready to move on to round four, which now we are into the top eight. So yes, we've gone from 34 to eight. So uh, we have symphony of the night versus dawn of sorrow uh, symphony of the night because Symph- it is just, it's the one it's the it's Castlevania the- one. Yes. it, And, uh, Speaking of Castlevania, we got Fist versus Bloodstained. And at this point, I think it's time to say goodbye to Fist because we got to move Bloodstained. <laughs> right? I mean, yes, I, I think that's probably true. Uh, sorry, I bumped my knee against oh, the desk. Totally fine. Uh, so, yep. So we got uh, Castlevania and Bloodstained going to the final four. And then we have Hollow Knight versus Ori. This is a weird one because, like, both of them are just different enough from like a super traditional Metroidvania that I can't like say one is more Metroidvania than the other. So like, I don't, I don't know. Like they both, they they do get the same type of similar abilities and stuff like that. And the way Mm -hmm. the, the way the maps work is both like kind of unique to both of those games too. So like, and the save system is so unique for Ori. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I mean, combats, I, I like Hollow Knight better, but I that doesn't necessarily mean it's a better Metroidvania in this case. I, the combat is really bad, and I do think that is something... I mean, that is very much a big aspect of a Metroidvania, in Ori, yeah. I'm specifically saying. Yeah, yeah. Where people really do like the combat in Hollow Knight. Yeah, like, I really like the combat in Hollow Knight, and I get that it's difficult and puts a lot of people off, Um so yeah i don't but like i like the thing is like another big aspect is just like moving around yeah and i don't enjoy moving around in hollow knight where i do very much um but then like the other to me the big like three are like the combat like just the traversal and then like the exploration Mm -hmm. uh how's the exploration in hollow knight is is it like satisfying to 
Yeah, and I think the exploration in Hollow Knight for me was enhanced where it was a detractor for a lot of people in that you have to explore an area without the map first mm-hmm. until you find oh, the guy yeah, making to, the yes. map in there. And like to mm-hmm. me, that made getting to each new area like really fun and interesting because it's like, oh, like I'm blind in here until I find this dude. So it's either you like try to rush for the dude or just continue on your way and like maybe you meet some weird unexpected creature that fucks you up and like you have to go back and do it again so like i like that but i do fully understand why people do not coming Mm -hmm. from like a traditional metroidvania aspect where it's like oh i'm getting to a save room or like i really need to know where i am on the map in relation to other things so like you could just like go from area to area and if you never found the fucking map guy you have no idea where the fuck you are and i to me that was an interesting aspect of it but I know some people did not like that. Yes. And and, and if we're kind of looking at everything here, I think uh, I think both games look great. I think Ori looks Ori is one of the best games, best looking games you could possibly make, especially the sequel. But like, yeah. even the first one has such great art style. But I mean, Hollow Knight, like they went for a very specific art style and they nailed that as well. I mean, yes. I don't want to put down Hollow Knight. I, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Ori I think it has great traversal. I think it has great exploration. But I, I will admit, the combat's terrible. I, If this was Will of the Wisp, I'd be arguing something different. You think Hollow Knight, the exploration's great, the combat's great, and you like moving around in that world. Yeah, and so like my final like, thing I would say is, if this like, was Hollow Knight versus Will of the Wisps, I think it would be much different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like... It's interesting because the sequel to Ori took a lot from Hollow Knight, not like stole, but like used a lot of those concepts and lessons. Well, not just that, I mean, prove the game overall. They basically like took the combat, but I think they improved it in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways from Hollow Knight. But then also Hollow Knight, like you kill enemies, you get like little orbs or whatever, and then you spend those orbs to get upgrades. Yes. And that is exactly what you do in, in Will of the Wisps. So, they, I mean, they they really did take a lot from Hollow Yeah, Day. and, like, I get that. And, like, you can do that and, like, make the yeah. systems better. Like, as I said, yes. I, I didn't end up playing Will of the Wisps. So, like, I can't compare that. I think, I think that if this was Hollow Knight versus Will of the Wisps, I would probably feel differently. Mm-hmm. Because but it's one I, of those things where, like, usually when games borrow something from a game like Hollow Knight, sometimes they make it better. You know what I mean? Like you can take those concepts and improve upon them. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, But like in this case, like I didn't care for hollow Knight. like, but I understand hollow Knight when it clicked with certain people, it really clicked with certain people where it just never did for me. So, but I am perfectly willing to move it along and I'm sorry, Ori. Uh, Yeah, uh, I do. I, I truly believe if it was will of the wisps, mm -hmm. it probably would have been much different. So I still think it's a crying shame that we lost Will of the Wisps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, it got killed very early, and that uh, sucks. Like because it could have gone up against one of these ones that neither yes. of us have played or something. Uh-huh. It would have been uh-huh. much better. Uh, but you know that, that. But that's the fun thing about these brackets. You just never know. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least for this round is Aria of Sorrow. 
versus Shadow Complex. So yeah, I would say Castlevania Aria of Sorrow in this case, just because mm-hmm. like it, it it has more personality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, Shadow Complex is like generic man explores generic military compound, whereas like Aria of Sorrow is you are killing all these wild varieties of monsters and getting their powers and like RPG leveling up and then shooting Dracula with a literal gun if you got that power and things like that. <laughs> like it's so dumb in the way that like Bloodstained is dumb and fun, but uh, it also tries to have it both ways where it's like also it's Castlevania. So the plot is so deadly ass serious. It's just like the main character's name is Soma Cruz. Like what the fuck is going? It's so weird. Is that uh, is, this is also Igarashi, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so we have three Igarashi <laughs> games in the final four. Yes, that's true. Okay, uh, awesome. I mean, but like also, I, yeah, I don't know. Aria of Sorrow is a very good game, mm-hmm. and like that's mm-hmm. that's the third Game Boy Advance one. It's the most improved one out of those three. So, so okay, awesome. Uh, we have a GBA, uh, a PS One, and two PS Four games, basically. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, in the final four so okay we have symphony of the night versus ritual uh of ritual ritual of the night yes <laughs> um, what i think is funny about this is it is symphony of the night and the game that igarashi kick-started yeah, yeah. to try to make symphony of the night uh, again basically i i think i think bloodstained is amazing i think it's great but i yes. do think symphony of the night is better yes and that's one of those things where it's like I, I do think if you're, tr- he was trying to recreate Symphony of the Night. Like he basically right, said right. like, hey guys, pay me to make Symphony, a game like Symphony of the Night, mm-hmm. except that it's not owned by Konami. Right. And like it does, I think it does succeed in a lot of ways. I I, I love it. I just like mm-hmm. you did. I think Bloodstained is a very good game, but it's just Symphony of the Night is to me. I don't know, man. I think about that game a lot. It is it, an all time classic that is, that is held up, you know, 20 years later. Yes. And and to me, that is the ultimate like marker. That is, yes, of, that is the ultimate marker of like a great video game. I think. Yes, yeah. um, I th- I really do believe that it is probably the best PS one like like age wise. Like it is like no PS one game is aged better than Symphony of the Night. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably true. And it's just because it's it's just a two D platformer. Yes, exactly. Where like the other ones were trying to push the the the, the medium 3D forward. limit, and you're like, yes. no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah, yeah you work. guys haven't fully learned how 3D works. Where this, they were like, we've been learning how to do 2D for the last like 30 years. So like, yeah. it's just like perfecting what was already, you know, it's basically perfecting what was already almost perfect. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's also amazing that like this was like the first in that style, and he he got it right though. Yeah. I mean, he, he really figured it out. I mean, it was something mm. like people had not really seen before right, right. outside of like Super Metroid. And then like the whole concept of like, wow, this feels like a full and complete game. And like you can get all the stuff and then you get the upside down castle and you're like, it's just twice as big. Mm-hmm. And like that to me still blows my mind. I'm like, my man just made this. And it's not like they just like did a cheap like flip. Like it feels different in the upside down castle. Like there are different enemies and like the first way is designed in a way where the upside down way will also work. Yes. It just is a very well designed game, I think overall. And I also love the fact, I don't know if you ever did this, but like I looked it up and I found that it, and I had these two items. If you combine these two items and hit like a specific button, it, you basically turn into like super Mario with the, uh, with the star. 
Oh, no, I have not seen that. Where, like, you are invincible and you just do a fuck ton of damage to bosses. Oh, nice. You just obliterate bosses and it's so That's much great. fun. Yeah. It, you should look this up sometime. Yeah, I should look that up. Uh, but, yes, uh, now moving on to the other, uh, uh, the last round, or the the other one is uh, Hollow Knight versus Aria of Sorrow. This one I'll let you kind of decide. So I do, I do love Aria of Sorrow. I think it is a great Castlevania game. Um, but in this case, I would say Hollow Knight. And it's one of those things where it's like, I think Hollow Knight takes a lot from things outside of Metroidvanias, like super difficult combat and like the way the it, it takes a lot from Dark Souls as well. And like yes. ma- many different things and brings them into the Metroidvania genre in a way that I think works. Um, and it like it says a lot that so many people are so excited about that sequel. And like it's a pretty small team from Australia. And like that was the first thing they had ever really done. And like the fact that it turned out so well, I think is awesome. Well, the weird thing is it came out to little fanfare. Yeah, which drives me insane because I was there. Like I I played Hollow Knight when it first came out because I like saw people play it and was like, oh, this looks really cool. I should play it. And I just like basically played it straight through to completion over the course of like because I had like a couple days off or something and like I loved it and I tried to tell everyone and like that year it was on my top 10 list and like I was so excited about it and everyone was like oh no I'll wait for it to come to console it, it can't be that good and I was like man what the fuck and then the year after when it came to PS4 and Switch everyone's like hey do you guys know about Hollow Knight it's like so yeah. sick. and I was like man motherfuckers this shit was out last year and I told you I said it was so sick and so like that frustrated me, but I mean like good that other people are playing it and like got to like it. But yeah, it had like a weird trajectory for sure. It it seemed like when when it got to the switch, that's when that was finally when we, yeah, it blew up. Yes. Uh so and I will yeah, I mean it it's well regarded. It just never clicked with me. I tried it twice. It's just one of those that like it's not for me. Which yeah. not all games are for you, so no, yeah, for sure. Uh but with that being said, we're in the finals. It's Symphony of the Night versus Hollow Knight. I think we both you know, know how no we feel. question asked on this. <laughs> yeah, so, I knew yeah. it. You knew it at the beginning yeah, yeah, of this. Yeah. We, everyone knew. Everyone knew. <laughs> yes. And that's why it broke my heart when I saw Will of the Wisp. I'm like, oh, I was just going to lose to the eventual winner. <laughs> hey, but that's the best way to go out, you know? Mm-hmm. You got If you go out to the person who won the tournament, I mean, uh-huh. that's that. Who knows what could have happened? Yeah, we can. I can tell myself it would have finished fourth. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Symphony of the Night like is this genre to me. Like mm-hmm. when someone says like, "Oh, it's like a Metroidvania," in my head, I just think about Alucard. I think about the yeah, Upside yeah. Down Castle. It, like I don't know. To me, it made that genre. Like a lot for a lot of people, it's Super Metroid. But for me, it is Symphony of the Night. And like I think a large part of that is the like level up in RPG esque mechanics with like equipping items and getting new powers and abilities and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where like. And this is the same for Bloodstained. When I get stuck on a boss, when I if you get stuck on a boss in like Metroid, you just kind of have to like get through it with skill. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this, you could sort of like grind I, out of it. I and that's exactly what I had to do a couple times with Bloodstained. I'd just be like, all right, I'm just gonna like run around, level up, and then I'm gonna try this boss again. And then if I didn't beat the boss, I'd run around, level up, and and I I was able to grind my way through bosses. But then I would end up being over leveled for the next part. And but like, 
I'm fine with that because, like, for me, I would rather be over leveled and just kind of obliterate enemies. Yeah. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, one another weird thing about the Symphony of the Night that I'm sure really confused people at first is hearts do not equal hearts. No, but that so that's always been a Castlevania thing, though. Like yes, from yes. Castlevania One. So if you had played Castlevania, you would know that. But yeah, if you're coming to that new, you'd be very confused that that's for yes. magic. Yes, <laughs> and that just seems like something kind of like fucking with the the audience a little bit. Yeah, but. for sure. Got to get the chicken from the wall mm-hmm. to heal. You know? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I Castlevania Symphony of the Night, I in my brain, I don't know that I will ever like a Metroidvania as much as that because it's just like, I don't know. And I didn't even play it when it came out. Like, I played right. it when I was in college. And, and, and I still I loved it, it then. And it's chronicled on this podcast. I played it, like, in the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and it's still, it still it holds up. Like, I, yes. I, yes. Like, to me, there are some video games where if someone says it's their favorite video game of all time, like I will just be like, Oh, no question. Like I, I agree. That game is fucking great. And symphony of the night is for sure. One of those. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm not surprising. I kind of knew where this was going, but like, I just enjoyed doing these brackets just to kind of, yeah, it's fun. See what the matches matchups are going to end up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Castlevania Symphony Tonight winner mm-hmm. of, in our opinion, the best Metroidvania. I mean, I think that's probably actually like a very h- highly held opinion again yeah, <laughs> with yeah, most like, people. I was going to say, normally our brackets don't normally end up like that, but this, uh, I think a lot of people would not be upset if they saw that. Uh, Metroid fans would be upset. Metroid fans would be upset, but listen, they're too busy playing Metroid Dread today. Yes. So yes. they got something great. All right. They can, they can fuck off. Castlevania fans are long suffering <laughs> yes. because Konami is stupid. But we have Bloodstained. We have Bloodstained, and we will definitely get a sequel to Bloodstained uh, that he didn't even have to kickstart. So, you know, it works out. Uh, But with that, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Um, As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You can check them out. Uh, And... We will be back next week where I will have played the remaster of Super Monkey Ball and probably beaten Eastward. And then I feel like I should start playing Lost Judgment or Deathloop, but I'm like, uh, I, I just I'm not excited to play Lost Judgment. I like I, I am excited why. to play all these things, but like there's something in my brain where it's like I feel like if I start one of these games, I'm not going to have enough time to finish them. And I know that's not true, but like it feels that way in my brain. And maybe it's because I played like a several back to back 30, 40 hour games. And, and like right now you're just enjoying like playing these stupid Yeah, like games. I'm playing Hot Wheels. I'm playing Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. So like I'm having fun with that. But we'll see. Next week I will have at least played some Super Monkey Ball. It's a remake of the first two on GameCube, which I had played a lot as a kid. So we'll see. And you'll definitely have played more Far Cry. Yes. So. Uh, Yeah, but with that, we will see you guys next week. Peace out.